Welcome to the third episode of We Watch, We Play, We Rant. As always, I am your host, Roger, and I am joined by my co-host, the rant man himself, Brad McRanty Pants. <laughs> and our other co-host... Joining us from the frozen motherland. From the frozen. Blood runs white, blue, and red. His favorite Batman is Val Kilmer. And the only Bane that he acknowledges is from Batman and Robin. You're not sending him to the cooler. The Russian Mr. Freeze himself, Oleg. Oh, does it take you all week to come up with these? Uh, actually, Brad gave me the, uh, <laughs> the music idea. The music idea was great. That yeah. was fantastic. So hopefully it uh, came out okay. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so how you guys been? Good. Uh, good. Well, you know what? School has been sucking for, with kids, but other than that, not too bad. Well, you said you had a COVID case in school? Yeah, there's a, pit, a potential COVID situation going on in school. One of the one of the kids' uh, parents was like on a uh, work trip or something and came back and was exposed. And he's one of those, you know, masks don't matter kind of guys. Oh God! Um, and uh, and then his daughter went to school on Monday, I believe, and then they found out afterwards he was exposed. So. Now they're on, you know, lockdown until they get their test results back and whatever. It's a mess. Was his daughter in school with either of your kids? His daughter was in school the same day as Lily was, but she hasn't been back since. Okay. So (sighs) there's a chance of some kind of, you know, problem. But until their test results come back, I don't know if there's going to be any kind of school shutdown or anything or what. I mean, I would hate for Lily to have gotten COVID, but if it's possible of her transmitting it to you, right, right, and you getting the long slumber you've always desired, yes. Um, <laughs> oh. then, you know, there's a silver lining. I just want to sleep. <laughs> How you doing, Oleg? I'm doing all right. Nothing new. Just living the dream. Your dog's almost healthy. Yeah, he's pretty much back to normal. Thank God. It's not. He's not making me crazy anymore. We don't have to carry him outside and keep him uh, barricaded anymore. He was going absolutely ape shit. So, well, was... I've already told you. I think you should put both of them down. But <laughs> stop. <laughs> and they're wonderful little little guys. <laughs> Just because they don't like you. I mean, dogs sense evil, so. We've n- I've never been to your house and not had your dogs be the most annoying things possible. It's just the one. But they're fine. He's good. 
He's good. good. Thank you. Well, then I'm glad he's doing better. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's move this along. Instead of it being a three-hour podcast, let's uh, try to keep it down to two hours or so. Um, let's move to the We Watch section. Um, Oleg, what have you been watching? Anything good? Uh, yes. Uh, mostly on Netflix. Uh, let's see. What have I watched? I started the show uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor. Ooh, you, did you like the other one? You know, I, I I never got through Hill House. I wanted to, and then I just, for whatever reason, you know what I think happened? Like, I kind of started it too late last October, and then it got out of Halloween season, and I just wasn't in the mood. So I never finished it. Okay. Um, but uh, I enjoyed what I saw, and at this point, I'm going to probably just have to start it over because I don't remember it. But um, I'm really enjoying uh, Blind Manor. It's uh, really good. It's a little slow. It's it's kind of a slow burn, but it really it, it's interesting because you know a lot of like kind of little weird things are going on, and you don't really know what's happening, and it just kind of it's just building. It, it's it's really it, it's really good. I, I'm enjoying it. Is that so? I had briefly looked at the. Um the cast because the one of the guys was just in something i watched this week and i was like oh what do i know him from mm-hmm. um and i had yet to watch hill house or blind manor okay uh, but is it the same cast or are they the same characters it, no it's well it's um some of the same um cast but they, they play different characters i think it's it, oh, so it's kind of like like um, american horror story yeah, exactly okay all right uh so but it, it's really good um you know very suspenseful like there were some legitimately uh, <laughs> creepy things and you know scary things that happened uh, in you know I, I watched the first two episodes that like you know freaked me out so I was it was, it was good yeah I'm definitely digging it I yeah. want to watch it I just I think I'm in the same boat as you is where I didn't watch the first I watched the first episode of Hill House and then for whatever the reason you're right I started it late in October and then kind of once Halloween hit I kind of just wasn't in the mood afterwards. Exactly. It's like once after Halloween happens, like you don't feel like watching anything like that anymore. You're kind of you almost transition into more of the holiday season and, you know, you're just not in the mood anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to Halloween. I'm going to try to holiday where it's like the second it's over. It's I don't want to see decorations. Nothing. It's Christmas is kind of the same way. See, I don't really think so. We you know, we leave the tree up for an extra week and the, you know, kind of have presents under the tree that are unwrapped or whatever. But do you but do you watch like Christmas movies after? Christmas? No, but but with Halloween, I don't even want to see a pumpkin. I mean, I'm done because first of all, like Halloween freaks you out. No, it doesn't freak me. Halloween's like my favorite, one of my favorite holidays. Well, you don't like, yeah, but you don't like scary movies no, or anything like that. I don't like, okay. I don't like, <laughs> I'm not a fan of horror movies because I don't find them most often to be very good movies. That's a mm-hmm. whole other discussion. Um, And I'm not a fan of scary video games because they scare me. <laughs> So, you know, you, you like Hell Knight. That's what you like. So, uh, but as, as Halloween as a thing, as a, as an event, I thoroughly enjoy it. I like decorating for Halloween. I like costumes. I like the opportunity to pretend I'm not me. Um, mm. You know, it's, I've always liked Halloween. Uh, just a heads up, Colleen likes that too. So. Oh, well, <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> 
Um, so, so yeah, so I've been watching that and I've been enjoying it and I watched a movie on Netflix, uh, two nights ago, which I, I mean, not that there's been a lot of options this year, but best movie I've seen this year. Um, it was, um, the trial of the Chicago seven. Oh, I saw that up there. Yeah. We're going to watch it at some point. We just Holy haven't. cow. What a great movie. Good cast. Unbelievable cast. And just an absolutely just phenomenal movie. I mean, I like that kind of stuff to begin with because it's a, it's a history movie. It, you know, it's history. You know, it's uh, a courtroom drama. That stuff obviously interests me. But wow, it, I was I was blown away by how good that movie was. So for some reason, I thought honestly, weirdly, I thought it was like a like a miniseries. So it's cool that it's a movie. Something yeah. to just sit through. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's a drama, but it does have like, I mean, it's not like a comedy, but it does have like some lighthearted parts to it. It does have, you know, a little bit of a comedic undertone to it. Like the the, char- the characters are relatively amusing. So it was it was really good. I mean, I the, mean it's got an amazing cast. Oh, the, the cast is phenomenal. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Like Michael Keaton has like a tiny role in it, but like he's in it. Yeah, I just I just noticed that. I didn't know he was in it. Yeah. Um, so Sasha Baron Cohen, I swear to God, deserves an Oscar for that movie. He, Unfortunately, he could not get it right. Uh, why not? I think that they don't, they're not doing it if you go straight to Netflix. Uh, there were movies that were nominated for Best Picture that were straight to Netflix, weren't they in the theater for a little bit? Mm, I don't know. What was that like Italian movie or whatever that was a couple years ago? I don't know, but this is a terrible conversation. Well, so well, be, neither of us really know. So, yeah, well, be that as it may, um, it's a great movie. Um, I really liked it. Great performances all around. Um, so, who directed it? Aaron, oh, Aaron Sorkin. I didn't know Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, he wrote it. and directed it. Uh, well, that, everything so far is getting me much more interested as I'm doing a little research into it. Yeah. You know, a lot of, I mean, and we've it's talked very, and it's before, very but a lot of those Netflix movies suck. Yeah, it, it, I don't think it was intended to be a Netflix movie. I think it went to Netflix because of what's going on with, in, uh, with the movie theaters. I think this was meant to be a real release. Yeah, I mean, a real bomb, too, but yeah. I don't think it would have bombed. It, it's a, I don't, no, I don't think it would have bombed. So. You watching anything else? Uh, that was pretty much it. Uh, those are the two main things that I can think of. Uh, like I said, just you know, YouTube nonsense. I picked up uh, Back to the Future 4K today, so I watched some of the uh, uh, you know special features on that. I spent like the last like two hours doing that. That's really about it. Yeah, that box set wasn't bad, right? Like forty bucks. Uh, yeah, I got the Amazon one. Yep, and it comes yeah. with like a little hoverboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not bad at all. Yeah. So it, it, I wish I'd like those movies more, but I just have zero interest in watching them. And then it's real tough when they're on Netflix right now. So if I wanted to watch it, I could just watch it there. <laughs> How do you not like those movies? <laughs> no, I like one is a dude. One is a fantastic movie. Two to me doesn't hold up. And three, I think actually is more enjoyable than two. So Jesus, <laughs> my opinion, that's all. Yeah. Okay. I can't even watch three. Yeah, three is definitely the weakest one, but I, I really like two. Yeah, I like two quite a bit, actually. All right, so that's what you've been watching. Uh, Brad, what have you been watching? Um, Well, let's see. Brendan and I finished uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the anime, the last season. Awesome. That was pretty cool. 
and uh, I watched uh, the Tax Collector, the Shia LaBeouf movie. Yes, the David Ayer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was mostly interested in it because I wanted to see uh, Shia as a badass, like because I had heard that he's badass in this movie. So I was curious to see him in a role that was different than what I'm used to. Well, that was kind of a waste of time because he does <laughs> literally nothing in the entire movie. Um, and that's not even I mean, an exaggeration. He does nothing. The trailer sets it up like he is going to be a badass. He's not. I thought he was the main character. He's not. That I knew he was. Uh, yes. I knew nothing about the movie except that he was in it and he was supposedly cool. But he's not bad. Nobody is straight up bad in it. It's not a great movie. But then again, I don't really like movies where you where they want you to be sympathetic towards scumbags. That's why I don't like mob movies for the most part, because the protagonist is always a dirtbag. Um, so I didn't particularly love the movie or think it was even a very good movie. I thought it was an OK movie. It was a one and done type of thing. But Shia just didn't do anything at all. Uh, he's not in it a lot. When he is in it, he's pretty good. And I actually found myself enjoying his character the most of everybody in the film. But he's paper thin, ultimately. And he doesn't do uh, much of anything in, in the movie. So that disappointed me. Uh, so, Do you think it would have worked better if he was actually the star and um, Bobby Soto was like the side character? For sure. Because he is... He has that, uh, let's see, that he has that swagger, you know, like the charisma. Yeah, yeah. the charisma. Right. That's that's the word I'm looking for. And when he's not on screen in that movie, it's just kind of there. You know, it it almost has like a, a direct to Netflix feel to it when he's not on screen. But his character and his and his performance is pretty good when he's there for the little time that you get. Uh, to enjoy his performance. It's a little awkward because he's clearly trying to uh, act the part and he's not. You know, like, he's not Hispanic. I don't think. Well, he's not, but he's not supposed to be, right? (laughs) There's nothing in this movie indicating otherwise. As far as I understood from the interview, because that was some of the backlash, too, with David Ayers, was that David Ayers is not Hispanic, but he grew up in the slums and you don't have to be ghetto to, or you don't have to be, um, I guess, Hispanic to understand like the ghetto kind of lifestyle. It's a real terrible way for me to say it, but I know what you're trying to say, but they don't distinguish that in the film at all. They never make a comment like you're not one of us or anything like that. There's no indication. He talks just like the other characters would talk with us with their slang and, and their enunciation. Uh, and uh, there's there's line drawn there's lines drawn in the sand in that film, uh, differentiating particular races or groups or gangs or whatever. And it's very clear where he stands. They never make it clear otherwise. It definitely comes off as though that is the role he's trying to play. So okay. I don't. I, I, don't I, I have. I'll watch it on Netflix or HBO or something. I do. I guess I just don't buy what Ayers is saying. I don't think that was the case at all. I... Again, I haven't seen That's just what he had said. He was talking about how his experience growing up, and he's a white dude, was, you know, 
Uh, he comes from like the hood. So he has the hood in him, even though he's white. Well, so I think that's probably his justification as to why uh, he was able to make the movie. And it's, have yeah, it probably right. But like I said, if he just, if there was a moment in the film where they acknowledged that he's not Hispanic, like they openly said it, or if there was some kind of like, even like they were insulting him for not being one of them or something well, like that. Do, do they say his name? He's Jewish, right? In the movie, do they say his name? He has a like code name. Oh, okay. Is it a tax collector? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious. <laughs> uh, all right, real quick, before we go on to what else you were talking about, Brad, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a quick rundown of David Ayer's director, um, the movies he directed. Yeah. I want you to tell me real quick if you've seen it, and yay or nay. Very simple. Okay? Yeah. We will start with 2005's Harsh Times. No. Oleg? Never saw it. Okay. Street Kings in 2008. I didn't see it. I never saw it. Okay, so <laughs> I have also not seen any of these. End of Watch. Nope. Nope. Well, we are on a, on a roll here. This uh, segment's not very good. Okay, Sabotage. Is that the Schwarzenegger one? It is. Yeah, I saw oh, it. God, that was horrendous. Did we all see it together? No, we might it have. Was terrible. I watched it yeah, that was horrible. from you guys, and you guys had told me how terrible it was. And I actually think I thought it was less terrible than you thought it was, because you guys, like, oh. hate it. I, I um, despise the movie. Hated it. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he do right. a training day? Well, can you just give me a second? Well, you're going, you know, all right. Because training day was like 2000. Well, he didn't direct training day so i don't know what to tell you what, what he you made i think he wrote it oh okay i see he did not direct it gotcha. so gotcha i'm going by the movies that he's directed gotcha okay. which they all kind of not all of them but they all have a very similar feel okay uh this one i know brad likes fury which is it fury oh fury the uh yes i do like that one. yeah i'm struggling to say it, but yes it, is that the uh the brad brad Pitt. movie with brad Pitt? Yeah, yeah. yeah that was pretty good i like i bought i liked it enough to buy it in 4k i think it's a great movie yeah, yeah that was a good movie. I've never seen it. Yeah, I still want to. I just haven't. Yeah. It, it, that movie hit me right when I was going through my World War II phase, and uh, <laughs> I, I liked it quite a bit. I mean, it's got an incredible cast. It does, and they are incredible in it. it, it yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the cast, dude, and it's Shia, Brad Pitt, Logan Lerman, uh, Michael Pena, who's great, and John in The Punisher, John mm-hmm. Barrett. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, Jason Isaacs. What a yeah, what a great cast. All right, um, then he did the 2016 DCEU masterpiece Suicide Squad. <laughs> it was uh, almost yep, half a good movie. I, I don't disagree. The first half is pretty good. The first half, which was a music video, was great. Yeah. Uh, and then he did the Netflix original film, Bright. I That's the one with uh, Will Smith? Correct. I did see that. Uh it's okay. Yeah, I, I can't yeah, say. I actually didn't see that. Yeah, You didn't see Bright, dude? Yeah. All the crap that you watch, and you, it's just surprising. I made a point to see it because it was direct to Netflix and had Will Smith in it. So I thought, yeah. why wouldn't yeah. I watch it? Dude's got Will Smith and uh, Joel Edgerton plays the... Alien, the, right? It's not an alien, but yes. Whatever the, uh, oh, what it, are they, it, what it, that Lord reminds Lord. me of another movie I watched this week. Orc. So... We can get... All right, and that's it because then Tax Collector is the last one. I was just looking through his filmography and I was just curious okay. what you guys actually thought of him as a director. Um, the other movie which I rewatched this week, I mean, I've seen it before. It's actually two movies. First one was uh, They Live. Yes. 
and uh, Friday the 13th Part 5, because I got the box set. Oh, you got that, um, what is it, what's the company that does those? Uh, Shout Factory. Shout Factory, that's right, yeah. yeah. It's the um, a big, nice a box set, which is, a, yeah, it's great. They remastered. Yeah, you know, you had, right? like, you, you chose not to talk about these in your time? <laughs> no, no, we have, like, notes and stuff like that. So you had your chance, <sighs> and you're now taking Brad's time. I thought Brad was done. Well, I, I didn't have a choice. I, I am pretty much done, though. I, so. <laughs> All right. So, Oleg, what were you watching? Uh, what was it? Uh, Friday the 13th, part five. five? Yes. And, the Roy uh, one. That? Yeah, no, the Roy one's great, dude. Like, if, I haven't seen it in probably, I, I'm not joking, probably 30 years, without exaggeration. And I remember as a kid, like 30 years ago, not really liking it. And I actually really enjoyed it this time watching it maybe because my expectations were so low for it like i always watch part four like my go-to friday 13th movies are part four part six sometimes part three and and freddy versus jason those are kind of my go-to ones um so i haven't seen part five in years and i was actually surprised at how much i liked it Five's really good. It's got, um, it's got a, like, I was shocked at how many deaths it had. I think it had, like, the most kills in, like, the entire series. Uh, we talked about this. It does not. But, but it's, it's it has a top. It's, like, top three, yeah. Yeah, it's up there. Um, um, and they're good deaths. Right, exactly. So, I, I think the well, fact that, like, it wasn't Jason, like, originally turned me off to it when I was a kid. But, you know, now whatever. So it's like if you look at Halloween three is not a bad movie. No, it's not. It's a really good movie. It's just not a good Michael Myers movie. Right. Well, it's not a Michael Myers movie, right? But I'm just saying, like in general, like so Halloween three gets a bad rap. Yeah. But it's actually better than what you remember, or like when you when you were younger, you're like, oh, Halloween three sucks. Yeah. Right. Because I thought I thought Friday five sucks too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now older i appreciate it as actually one of the better friday movies yep i think so. um unfortunately the shitty nightmare on elm street movies are still the shitty nightmare on elm street movies yeah there's no saving those <laughs> there's no way now, although i think two is actually much better than it gets credit for well uh, two like when you like look at it through the lens of it being like a gay movie it's kind of it makes it a little more interesting i suppose well, that that's not even confirmed though that is oh no it's confirmed is it <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I watched the entire documentary about it called uh, uh, Scream Queen or whatever. It's all about the actor that uh, portrayed Jesse in it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's all about that movie. And yeah, oh, it's it's confirmed. Oh, I didn't because, know that. That's interesting. Yeah, like for years, the uh, writer like denied it. Yeah. And then he, in this documentary, actually finally admitted it. Interesting. Because I did watch it uh, <laughs> since that uh, whole theory had come about. Yeah. And it it makes sense but i always thought it was just one of those deep dive type of theories but that some you know i didn't know it was actually legitimate yeah like the, the guy who played jesse um a mark uh Patton, it it kind of follows him the whole movie he follows him and you know follows him like convention to convention and like what he does in his life and whatnot and it's really always bothered him that they wrote this role like so gay mm-hmm. and like it, as if they were like making fun of him because they knew he was gay, but he was like trying to kind of keep it secret. So they were trying to almost like 
out him. Yeah. Almost to like almost to hurt him. And um the right and he had a lot of um hostility towards the right over the years because of that. Mm-hmm. And the movie it culminates with him and the writer finally kind of meeting up at the end of the of this documentary and like kind of talking things through. And the writer admits to him, he's like, "Yeah, I, you know, this is the way I wrote it because yeah, I saw the way you, you know you are kind of thing." So That's it was crazy. kind of interesting. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I mean, you definitely can tell as you watch it. So yeah. Um, uh, but it's still, it's it's. I think it's fairly scary still. Oh yeah. Um, it's really dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, it was it was it was very different than the rest of them. I mean, you know, Freddie, you know, showing up in the real world, and you know, at the end of the movie, in the at the pool party and everything, you know. Right. I remember it always being like when I was younger. The second movie always creeped me out the most. Of of you know, I think at the time there were three. And I remember mm-hmm. I didn't want to watch the second one because I always it felt more grounded or something to me. It it, it freaked me out. I, yeah. I think keeping uh, Freddie in the dark and, and the way that they shot him in, in that film was was part of it. But the first one I just always thought was a fun, good horror movie, and I always liked the third one too for the same reason. But the second right. one always like creeped me out. I never wanted to watch the second one. Mm-hmm. It's one of the rare occurrences that um you have like a male lead in like a slasher film. You, you never do. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, it, it's good. It's it's you know it's underrated. I think people now appreciate it, right. but back then I think people looked at the second one being the bad one. Right. When in reality, six and seven are the god awful, terrible in, nightmares. Um, five. I hated Dream Child. Ah, Dream Child's not that bad. I don't yeah. even remember them. Five, six, and seven. I don't even. Remember. I think six was the worst one. Six is the worst one. Six is a terrible movie. Yeah. And six is a Freddy movie, like a like a traditional Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And it's terrible. Two being different is is a better movie. Right. Yeah. And I kinda like seven. I mean it's not great, but it's No, I know I, people I, do. I, I, I would I, lump I, it in with uh five and six. But uh anyways, yeah, the other thing which I watched was They Live, which uh the you two have seen it, right? Yeah, I would imagine. No. I would imagine. Yeah, Brad, you saw it. I mean, you 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 liked it. Yeah, so. I don't want to talk to you right now. So, what do you mean you don't want to talk to me? We had a whole text about how I have not seen this movie. <laughs> that's right, what, that, Brad, that, that's, that's, right? Yeah, that's why I was saying to Brad. It, it's, it's coming back. No, no, to you me. got you said you guys have seen this, right? Uh, it's coming back to me. It's coming back to me. Oh, oh okay. Right. I I can't believe you've never seen it. I mean, it's got Roddy Piper in it, for Christ's sake. We, as in the, as we were talking in the text, I didn't like Piper in, in the WWE at the time. So I don't know. I mean, I wasn't a Hogan fan. I was always kind of a heel fan. Um, and I know Piper's a heel. He went you know, back and forth, whatever. Yeah. But I just never liked him. I just, realistically, and it's going to sound stupid. I was like, what, a 10-year-old kid? He wore the... The kilt? The kilt, and I thought it was stupid. I loved Piper. <laughs> I just thought it was like, a, why is this guy wearing a dress? And it was such a dumb thing to look back and I knew nothing nothing about like um Scotland or anything like that or Roddy Piper but I just thought it was bad and I never liked him. Okay. Um, I appreciate him now because he was fantastic on the mic. Yeah he was oh yeah he was probably my favorite in back then in, in classic you know WWF. Uh I loved Piper. Yeah. 
and oh, it's such a great movie. I mean, it's definitely a, a John Carpenter type movie. Like, it definitely has that same feel as like Escape from New York. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. Brad? Yeah, I have kind of a funny story about uh, They Live. Back when that came out, in the it was like mid late eighty, right? Yeah, it was eighty seven. Yeah, I used to. My dad would take us. Would we would go to matinees like all the time. It was like our thing, especially during summer months or whatever. If he wasn't working a day or whatever, we would go to a matinee. Mm-hmm. And we went to see They Live, which, by the way, quite often they were bad movies we went to. But every once <laughs> in a while there was a gem. And we went to see They Live. And to this day, it's the only time I ever actually went to a movie and was the only person in the movie theater. <laughs> it was quite amusing. He still talks about it every once in a while. You remember when we went and saw They Live and nobody else was in the theater? They weren't even going to turn the projector on. They had a guy come in, and it, it was like we scared him when he walked in to check the theater. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, but I enjoyed it then, and I still like it now. No, it's it's a great movie, and it's actually very poignant for today. It actually has like a, a, a very uh, po- political message to it. So Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. And I don't yeah. think it was ever, you know... I don't think it was very popular or very successful back when it came out. Uh, no, it, I mean, it definitely has a cult status. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, it does. But I always enjoyed yep. it. I, I I remember even watching it, like, on HBO multiple times and stuff back then. Yeah. No, it's 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 really good. It, um, no, I should watch it these times. It, it, um, it, I, I mean, see, like, clips, it, and it looks actually pretty good. It, so. it holds up. Like, I was surprised at how well it, it held up. It's funny that, because you know how, like, years ago maybe even now i guess to a certain extent but i remember being younger and you were very influenced by other people's opinions on films or at least i you know felt that pressure Mm -hmm. if people didn't like a movie you're not supposed to like it kind of thing Mm -hmm. and i remember they live always being like a guilty pleasure even though it didn't have to be but i just assumed nobody liked it so I remember I would watch it and feel like, yeah, I'm not going to tell anybody at school tomorrow that I watched They Live for the sixth time. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was good. And like I said, it definitely has that like escape from uh, New York feel to it, which, you know, has that same kind of gritty, yeah, kind of grittiness to it. It does, but it has a realistic grounded feel to it. Yeah. Uh, aside, yeah. New York is. Not. Yeah. Uh, I mean, aside from the ridiculous wrestling scene, uh, it has I, the, the fight. The fight. Yeah, which is ridiculous. We don't need to get I into that it. Fight. But it's ridiculous at the same time. Yeah. But aside from that, I always felt like, you know, you, I remember watching movies that were that were usually low budget. Uh, but like a low budget horror movie, but it had like a grittiness to it where you felt like it could be real. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like they lived, they did a very good job of making it believable. Like as unbelievable as it is, it felt like it had a quality to it where you could really like buy into what, what was going on. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So, you know, what's weird is I, I didn't see it, obviously. I, the poster to me, Roddy Piper being in it, I, I thought it kind of looked cheesy. I thought it was going to be like a cheap film for whatever that meant to like a 10-year-old kid. Um, it's the same reason like I never watched Alien Nation. I didn't think Alien Nation looked good, but I was really into the V series. So I don't know why, like, these movies should have been my jam. Yeah, I'm with you on Alien Nation. I never had any interest in it, but I loved V. 
And I think there was just yeah, that, that's what I mean. I love. Wait, so yeah. neither one of you saw Alienation? I've never seen it. I've never. Huh, that's no. interesting. It's not a bad movie. It's not great, but is that James? Conn? Yeah, James Conn and Mandy Patinkin. And Mandy Patinkin yeah. is uh, Mandy the alien. Yeah. yeah, I should actually watch it because I do like him. You know, so I'm I'm surprised. It's, 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 actually, like I mean, I haven't too. seen it in a long time, so I don't know how well it holds up. But I remember enjoying it back then. So I, that came out. I want to say like they live came out in eighty seven, and I want to say Alienation came out in eighty eight. Uh, it's possible. I'm not positive. I can look yeah. it up though. Um, yeah, Alienation was eighty eight. You're right. Yeah. Did you watch the TV series? No, I never saw the TV series. I remember, yeah. yeah, I think I watched like caught like an episode and thought it was terrible. So, which I'm sure it was. Yeah, I'm sure time. it was. <laughs> I mean, the movie's not a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination, but it was it was fine. Um, who directed that? Uh, somebody I don't know. All right. Uh, is that it? Well, like, do you have any other surprises? That you <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. That's definitely it. All right, I'll do mine real quick, and then uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll move it. Well, actually, we'll do a little film news, and then we'll um, quick do a break into the uh, video game section. Um, I watched three movies this week, which is rare for me, um, and finished off a series, which was ten seasons long. We've been watching like two or three episodes a night. So, um, so the movies I watched, Brad, like you, I watched JoJo, but I watched JoJo Rabbit mm-hmm, instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or like, did you see it? I did. It was pretty good. I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was funny. I mean, I like Taika, which is why yeah. we watched. Yeah, it. I mean, it's a good satire. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I watched that. I, I enjoyed that. If you like, if you like Taika's um, movies. And his writing and him as an actor, I think you would like it. So, uh, not you, but in general, uh, I watched Invisible Woman, which we briefly talked about um, on like text. And I also thought that that was okay with a much better first half than second. Wait, half. Invisible Man, you mean? You mean? Did I say yeah. woman? I had, you know, it's funny. Yeah, Invisible Man. I have notes and I have an invisible W for some reason. And so, yeah, it's Invisible Man. <laughs> Um, I don't know what, maybe because she had the suit is why I wrote woman at the end. I have no idea. So because it was a terrible ending. Spoiler um, alert. <laughs> oh, well, hey, I mean, yeah, you're right. I should talk about. <laughs> um, so I watched that. Uh, I said I enjoyed some of that. And I watched Underwater. Yeah. You guys, I believe, have told me not to watch it. I didn't it. see it. And I. No. Oh, you didn't see it. Well, like, did you see I don't it? even know what that is. It's the uh, Kristen Stewart movie, like uh, aliens oh, underwater. Oh, it's about uh, yeah. I heard it's basically but like alien but underwater, right? Oh, you guys didn't see yeah. it. I did not. I could have sworn you guys told me not no, to watch yeah, it. I think, it, or don't waste my time. You know what? I think I, I think Ed saw it and he said it was terrible. Yeah, my dad saw it in theaters and told me not to bother. I, I'm not gonna lie. I actually thought it was, I mean, not amazing, but I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was, if you like Alien. And a little bit of like, I mean, it's not Abyss or, but one of those movies where it's underwater, like they're, everything's underwater. Um, I think you, Brad, it's on my voodoo if you want to okay. check it out. Uh, it's really, I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm not a big Kristen Stewart fan. And I thought she was pretty good in it. Okay. Um, the alien, whatever the creature is, is uh, pretty cool. Um, kind of makes sense. It's legitimately alien, but underwater, so. Um, yeah, it visually looks really good. I actually, I thought it was, uh, 
fairly impressive, and I want to see what the director's going to want to do uh, next. So um, I thought it was cool. And it was cool that I watched some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that they called it dry-to-wet filming, where everything they filmed was dry. There was, there was no water. And everything water is CG. And it looked really good. I thought it looked like they're underwater. Cool. So uh, I don't know why, if you, if you can do that, why you wouldn't just do it that way. Hmm. Uh, so I watched that. And then um, you guys are clearly riveted. Uh, <laughs> we finished off Shameless um, season 10. Have any of you guys watched that? Either of you two? Is, is that the one with uh, Willie H. Macy? Yes. I, I, I know very little about it aside that he's in it. Yeah, I mean, it's like just about the, the Gallagher's are like a really poor family in Chicago. Um, and you follow them, they're all dirtbags, and they're all kind of like the worst people, so Brad would hate it. Um, <laughs> no, I've... But they are also charming, and, you know, you like some of them, and some, you know, after 10 seasons, what storylines can you do? So, But we finished uh, that. I think there's an 11 season starting up very soon. Um I thought that was enjoyable. So that's kind of the things we've been watching. Nothing. Uh, now, just to uh, get back to the Invisible Man, I think we're generally the minority that we don't like. It. I think generally people kind of like that movie. I like the movie. First off, I just don't like the end of the movie. For me, like it, my biggest problem with it, and I'm not going to give spoilers away. Um, it was just too different. It, I mean, I already. It was them. just too different from what I expected. Yeah. I, I I can see that argument, Oleg, but I don't think that it makes it. I don't think that's an excuse for the movie because it's not a good movie. No, and and I get that, but like I I don't know if I can separate that out for me. Like I if I, I if, if I was able to like separate that out, like maybe if I saw it through a different lens, it it would be better. But I, I can't get over that. Maybe if it wasn't called Invisible I mean... Man. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It's the first half of it is a is a really good like it's not scary in general, but it's like a real. Yeah, suspense. But it's it's that, kind yeah. of like what you would expect from an Invisible Man movie, yeah. right? Yeah, correct. But uh, and and on an intimate level, like it was it was well done, and you know, drawing in on her on her psyche and how messed up that she is, and not knowing what is real and what isn't real. And they and then they depart from that entirely, and it goes right down the toilet, in my opinion. Yeah, you know when I yeah I mean, sci-fi. Yeah, you know when I watch that movie, and I'll always remember this because of that. Is I uh, remember the nights of the uh, riots here yeah. locally. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. that's the night that I watched that movie. <laughs> From basically the entire city. I mean, you could have picked the worst movie to watch, I guess. Something with riots. Yeah. So, but I mean, the movie. I thought. I, I thought it was. You know, I there's the scenes where it's just like focusing on the background, or you're kind of looking in the background. And I thought it was good. I think a lot of the, it has a lot of like plot problems. Um, and as I said, once you know, I think once her sister, whatever happens with her sister, um, it kind of goes downhill after that. Yeah. So, kind of when she goes into the uh, asylum. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So then it just starts to lose like the I don't want to say credibility, but like is he just sitting in that room? Is that room locked? Like I don't is he the even whole in thing, there? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he says surprise to her, so he's yeah. in there. So anyway, um but yeah, those are the things that I watched. 
Uh, we're kind of waiting for Mando coming up season two. We really have no movies coming up. So let's do very little film news. Um, and we will eventually end up breaking up these into like little segments. So, um, but we saw that Coming to America is coming to Amazon Prime on December 18th instead of to the theater. Uh, this is good news. This makes you excited, Ole? Yeah, uh, yes. It definitely makes me excited. The original America, to me, is probably a top five comedy of all time. So I'm definitely excited about this. Now, my expectations are uh, tempered because... Wait, before yes. you go on, I just want to know what the other four movies are. Like, roughly? What my other e top e comedies are? We have Coming to America in your top five. I'm curious what, you know, whatever sure. the other four would um, be. Let's see. <sighs> uh, other ones, uh, Dumb and Dumber. The original, okay. obviously. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not Dumb and Dumber. Um, I would say American Pie, the first one. Okay. Um, actually, another Eddie Murphy movie, uh, Beverly Hills Cop, and okay. probably I would go. This is probably the new newest of all of them. Probably old school. Oh, okay, I, I sort of got. I thought you were going to say Blocker, so I was going to be like Jesus. No, no. no, old school. Yeah, so that's so that's you know where they are. I was just curious, like when you had said, um, you know, oh, yeah. top five. It, it, I mean, to me, it's like my two probably favorite comedies of all time are probably Coming to America and um, Dumb and Dumber. So it's those amazing are... how comedies just aren't good anymore. Yeah. Um, so obviously, Dumb and Dumber had a sequel. Again, it, kind of the same idea as Coming to America, where they brought everybody back from the original, and it was just terrible. Like Dumb and Dumber Two, I thought was just horrendous, and it was almost like a an insult to the original. And I really hope this doesn't do the same thing to Coming to America. Well, I mean, wasn't that a prequel? There, oh no, there was a, there, there was, was a sequel, a legitimate right? sequel to it. Yeah, it came yeah. out like I never saw this. Yeah, sequel. it was like probably came right. out like five years ago with Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But look. Have any of those sequels that have come out like five, ten years later been any good from Zoolander 2 to Anchorman 2? I thought Anchorman 2 wasn't bad. Again, not bad, but Anchorman 1 is oh, really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, like my expectations for coming to America 2 are not great, but I'm I'm excited to see it. Like, you know, I think the premise is pretty funny. So um, you know, we'll see. Do you, you know what the premise is? Of this one, I do so, know. So apparently, um, when he was in America the first time around, before he ended up meeting his um, wife, you know, he was dating around, kind of, you know, looking for his uh, uh, princess. And he ended, they obviously didn't show this in the first one, but according to the story of the second one, he hooked up with some woman and knocked her up. And she had a kid, unbeknownst to him. And he finds out about the kid like all these years later, and he has to go back to America to like retrieve the kid because he's the oldest son and he's the rightful heir to the throne. Is the kid anybody uh, we know? I don't think so, or at least it's not like I, I don't remember, but I don't think so. so 
It's not like a Michael no, B. Jordan. No, but it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's so it's almost like a fish out of water kind of thing where, you know, this kid is like whatever and, you know, they try to make him a prince. So. I got you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I obviously it'll be on yeah. Prime, so I'll watch it. But... So, you know, it's it, Arsenio Hall's in it. I mean, they're all back. So. Yeah, no, I'm looking at the cast. It looks really good. I feel like I, I'm with you when you were talking about um, Friday 13th Part 5. I have not seen Coming to America in probably 30 years. So, Oh, is it, I, I still watch a movie every couple of years, and it, it, it holds up for sure, I think. Brad, yeah, I did like it. Uh, I like the original quite okay. a bit. I watched it quite a few times. It was one of those movies uh, where we would always, you know, quote something or, you know, I mean, it, it in some yeah. way. I mean, the barbershop scenes, I mean, God, I mean, those those are just hysterical. I mean, we used to say in the face all the time. Sexual right. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate. Well, I mean, you know, good news is it is coming out and we get to see it for, you know, you pay for Prime, but essentially you consider that free. So that's cool. Uh, hopefully it'll be good and uh, we'll find out, you know, maybe uh, only we can okay. review that. Yeah. Um, all right. So the other film news is real quick. Let's talk about you. You both watched the um, the football game yeah. last well, night. Well, I didn't watch the football game, but I you watched the, t- the, the Mandalorian season yes. two spot. I yeah. thought it looked good. I mean, Brad, you're right. There, it's very similar to the. Yeah, other I mean, one. it didn't do anything to to make me any more or less excited. Uh, maybe more excited. I don't know why. Probably because it's so close. Maybe. I mean, like we get the trailer, and then it's like a week away or a week and a half away. So. Um, that's exciting. Uh, we discussed this over text, but you know, I think it's an interesting point to bring up. Oh, this you remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it's interesting. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, in, yeah. in the trailer, when they, he talks about bringing um, the child back to his kind, what he's referring to, whether he's referring to Jedi's or the species, and it's interesting because both of you thought the each one of you thought the opposite. Correct. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're gonna. Exp- well, first off, is he a clone? We don't. Know. Do we know? We think he's. We, a clone, we don't know. Right? From season, but there was a yes, clone. Yes, I mean they're right? hinting the that he's he was... a clone because well, he... they're also hinting that they're yeah. trying to clone him or use him to clone. So we don't know which is which. Is he a clone or is he the um, the host for right. cloning? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I am going to try to rewatch season one before season two, um, just because I'm excited. Um, I probably, even when it was on D plus today. I'm like, oh, I want to start it now, and I, I did not yet. But um, yeah, so Brad thinks he's going back to the Jedi, yeah. correct? And I think he's going back to they're gonna whatever the Yoda species is, which we don't know, right? Correct. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I don't know if it's a planet or or what's going on. I don't even know if we find out this season. Why uh, would we? I mean, I feel like they're gonna they're not gonna get rid of the child anytime soon. That's their you know that's their money maker. Right. Uh, I think maybe at the end they actually at least show like where he's going. I have a feeling Oleg is partially right. I think we will find out ultimately where the intent for him to go is. But I don't think he ever leaves Mando's side. I think they're a couple moving forward. 
<laughs> oh, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I feel like he's so popular. I, I, I just hope they like tie it somehow to other stuff that it's not a standalone story that I, I just hope that he does play a larger role in the entire Star Wars universe. You know what I mean? Like, even yeah. though he's not in um, the sequels, like, I, I hope he somehow, you know, even plays like a role in the background, almost the same way how, uh, even though Ahsoka was never in episode three, like, we know she plays a pivotal part in that story, though. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, expanding the universe this way and connecting to the movies makes always but make they have better. an opportunity now for it to not be retrofit into the story. Yeah. Because this was, you know, occurring while, uh, the, you know, the more recent films were also being made. So there is an opportunity there for it to actually make sense opposed to, well, this is what Ahsoka was doing and this is why we never saw her in it. You know, and you can tell that they're they're fitting that, they're writing that in a way that you're not questioning where she was anymore. Right. But you know that they're doing that because they have no choice. Mm-hmm. Whereas now they have the opportunity to make, to have it all seem more seamless and make more sense. Whether whether they will is another question, and I'm not sure. I'm not totally confident that that will get that payoff. Did you guys look? I'm looking at. I'm I'm on uh, IMDb right now. Did you look at the cast for the for episode one? Have no. you seen it? No. Either of you? Do you care yeah. to know or no? I don't know if these people are just going to be in the whole season or if it's for episode one, but it currently says episode 2.1 and then the other episodes are kind of like blacked okay. out. Like the, the second episode has like five people in it, but the first episode has like 20 people in it. I'm going to name the people. Um, it actually makes me very excited. So we obviously get Pedro Pascal back. We get uh, Gina Carano back. Um, we get Giancarlo Esposito back, which is cool. We knew he was going to be back anyways as a Moff Gideon. We get Ahsoka in it, which is Rosario Dawson. She's this. I'm just telling she's you, I credited in this, Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's credited. Whether she's going to show up this season or you know, but she's credited okay. as being in it. Um, Katie Sackloff as Bo Katan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timothy Olyphant, which he does not have oh, a character name. Isn't he is- rumored to be playing the uh, the sheriff or whatever? I, have yeah, no idea. I mean, I don't know that I want to say if you don't know, but I have an idea of who he is. is, he, is he I just think it's cool that he's... Know, or... No, but he's relevant to uh, the the novels that came out between, I think it was what was it called? Aftermath or something yeah, like that. There yeah. were novels that came out uh, that were prequels to Force Awakens. Okay. And he, if his if he is the character that I think he is, he plays a part that is in direct relation to what we know of Mandalorian, uh, of, you know, of, of where, where the show is rumored to be going. Okay. So I think I know who he is. Okay. I'm going to actually real quick, I should have done this. I don't know why I'm not doing this probably because it's our third episode and we need to get, you know, a little more used to this stuff. Throw up a spoiler warning now for the rest of the cast. Um, I should have said that before saying, uh, Rosario Dawson was in it. So but you're also know in it. Are confirmed for episode one. They've all been confirmed for the season. Right, exactly. So. All I'm saying is when you look at episode one, 
It does not have a title, but it has a cast. If you look at episode two, it has five people in it. If you look at episode three, it has the same five I, people in it. Episode one okay. has a bunch of people in it. I get it. And I, I okay, totally get what you're saying. All I'm saying is you're not telling us anybody that was never confirmed before. Like, whether or not they're in the first episode, I guess it could be considered a spoiler. But this is, you know, this has been made public that these people are in the show is all I'm saying. Well, I didn't know two of these people were in the show. One of them, I mean, I mean, they don't really matter. They also don't tell me character names, so I couldn't tell you who they're playing. But I just think it's kind of cool. Um, so I didn't know Michael yeah, Keane's in it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I knew. Okay, so for some reason, I didn't He's know He's rumored that. to be playing a bounty hunter, I believe. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, obviously, Boba Fett. Timo. Uh, Tim- yeah. Timura mm-hmm. Morrison. Which we knew is cool. Carl Weathers, which is cool. Horatio Sands is back. Yeah, he's in the TV spot um, from last night. And then Sasha Banks. Yeah, she like? plays. Um, well, there's some rumors as to who she plays. We we don't know for sure yet. Yeah, I didn't know she was in it. I mean, I, yeah. I'm really kind of on like a Mandalorian blackout. So. Do you want to know what the rumor is who she plays? Yeah, I, mean, I don't really care. It's the same with the Timothy Olsen okay. thing. It doesn't All matter right. to me, really. If I don't know the character, well, then it doesn't saw, make If you watched our Rebels, you know who she is. Okay. Uh, uh, is Sabine Wren? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, really? Can, can she act? I mean, yeah, assuming I'm not sure. The cast. Are <laughs> she could do physical yeah. stuff, but yeah, but that's the rumor that she's cool. Sabine Wren. Yeah, I like Sabine, so that's that's fine. Um, and Brad, who is uh, who's Oliphant? Uh, it could be a spoiler if you want me to tell you. It, he, I don't. Do you care, Oli? He plays. Yeah. Okay. He plays a sheriff or or somebody that is of authority in a in a town who is wearing and using Boba Fett's armor that he acquired from Jawas. Oh, so oh, so uh, so Jodo Cast? No, he's not. He he's uh, he does not have the name of Jodo Cast. He is a a character that was written in one one of the novels. And he uh, he has been sporting Boba Fett's armor since the Jawas recovered it from the Sarlacc. Huh. Is he going to die this episode, do you think, then? Well, I mean, I know some rumors, but I don't know anything for sure, obviously. I've, I've heard that one of, for whatever reason, Mando is in league or is somehow helping a, uh, a injured Boba Fett. And one of the episodes will involve him taking out this sheriff to reacquire the armor. So we, well, I mean, so, we see, like so we Mando see actually Boba Fett like not in the armor. Apparently, oh, that's if you believe hearsay and rumors. Okay, that's kind of neat. I mean, tomorrow Morrison's there, right? Why you'd have him not in the armor? Right. right? He, he the the idea is that I mean, Mando says it in the trailer that he needs to find other Mandalorians. And exactly, from yep. what I understand or what I've heard from from rumors and and so on, is that he is go- going to help Boba Fett reacquire his gear by taking out the sheriff that is, uh, you know, running this town or whatever using that armor. It's interesting. 
It'd be cool. I, I kind of hope he stays around for a couple episodes because I like him. I think he could play that, yeah, that I, character I, see, I don't pretty well. Whether Jodo cast was just expanded universe or whether he was ever made canon. I think he's just expanded, but I'm not positive. Okay. Because basically all of that was if he wasn't in a movie, then it's expanded and that was all blown away. True. So it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. he's, but they've been picked yes. from the expanded and universe. That, to Oleg's point, I don't know if they've plucked him out of the expanded universe or not, but I don't believe they have. It wouldn't surprise me, though, if that's... Why are they keeping yeah, his name a secret? I mean, it's pos- possible, but that sheriff character has a name in the in the novel. So if he's playing the same guy that's in the book, then it's not going to be Johto cast. I don't know what the character yeah it's so it's so weird like i don't know why they would i guess you want the surprise like michael bain michael bean sasha banks and uh oliphant none of them have yeah. names i just don't know unless it's like hey this well, is michael a big deal. was confirmed a while ago uh like yeah it was i might have back forgotten. in the spring i believe uh they confirmed his character and i believe they said that he was going to be playing a bounty hunter but like a a mentor type you know, uh, the old grizzly bounty hunter that's pretty much at the end of his his line. Mm. Okay. Okay. No, it's cool. Hey, I'm excited. I get even more excited whether this is first episode or this is yeah. just for this season. It's a great cast for this season. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. All right. So that was, uh, we talked, I mean, you know, the 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 TV spot didn't really show too much new stuff. So there's not really much to talk about that. And then the other uh, news real quick was that Oleg brought up um, earlier was fast 11 is the final fast and furious movie. They're going to do 10 and 11. I don't actually know if they're filming yeah, I heard, together, yeah, I heard they were doing them but back to back. It's going to be like one big movie and it's uh film by Justin Lin, which is yeah. awesome or directed. Uh, Cause he's made the, mm-hmm. to me, the better ones. Um, I didn't really like the James Wan one. I liked eight, but I didn't like seven. So, um, but I really Justin loved Lin five, did five and, six. and six. Correct. Yeah, he did four too, um, right? Maybe. Okay. I believe he and he and he came, I and he's him. back for nine. Correct. Nine and no. He, oh, is he back for nine? So he's doing nine, yeah, ten, I and think eleven. So. I think that's what it is. Hmm. Well, give me one second. I can look that up. But uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, exciting. I, so. I don't even know why those movies need an end. Just keep making them. <laughs> wow. I mean, Vin's 50-something right now. Listen, so... keep making them until they stop making money. I mean, why not? Is Fast 9, is it called Fast 9? Uh, What's it called? I think so. Fast and Furious 9? I don't actually know. I'm, like, looking it up here, and I'm not so finding it. F9. So. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um... Fast nine. Where is this movie? Yeah. Oh, it's called. You're right. Well, like it's called F nine. F nine. It is directed by Justin Lin. So if he does nine, ten, yeah. and eleven, I that's mean, awesome. it, from what it sounds like, it's only. Oh, it's almost going to be like its own little trilogy. Yeah, that's cool. Then you know, I'm all for it because, uh, as I said, I thought it was good. I think you know five it and six really, were really good. I, and, I just you know in seven, movie. I don't think was that good. But I don't think that's really their fault. I mean, obviously, I think they were going to do it differently if Paul Walker hadn't died. Oh, I don't. I mean, I don't disagree. Um, I don't know what it was. They were just. I mean, I 
could not stand yeah. Ronda Rousey. Anymore. I mean, the she movie just felt so disjointed, much. and like you, 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 yeah. you just felt it was like kind of cobbled together. Um, Brad, you stopped at what fast? Three? <laughs> fast I one. saw one. Stop I tonight. saw one, and I saw Tokyo Drift, and that was it. Yeah, I didn't three, see yeah. two. Yeah. Did you see five? No, two. It's probably the worst one of them. It is the worst one. You're right. You didn't see five? Five is a legitimate. Zero interest? Guess not. If I haven't seen it at this point. I don't know. Five, like, I mean, five was the turning point for the series. And it was like they've gotten each one has gotten more ridiculous, which is fun. But if you don't, if you don't want that, like, over the top ridiculousness. Like five is still has that fun, but it's not like so comic booky. Yeah, like it's it's kind of like a perfect blend of it. Like five was, I I still think the best one of the series. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, you bring in the Rock to ch- to hunt them down, yeah. which is fantastic. Um, and then, you know, the action's really good, and I, this is the one right. where it becomes like a heist movie. You know, this. But then six, they take on the bad versions yeah, of I themselves. Like six also, a lot. yeah. Six is good, yeah. yeah. All right, but I feel like we're uh, looking at a uh, yeah. Yes. Seven, like like I said before, was kind of eh. eight was enjoyable, but it was just completely ridiculous. And Hobbs and Shaw just like took everything about eight and just ramped it up even more. Yeah, Hobbs, yeah. like I Hobbs just, and yeah. Shaw, I really liked up until the point when they got to Hawaii. Right, and, I agree. And like yep. once they got to uh, that whole thing with the, they got there, that's when the movie I thought like. It took a nosedive, but like up until that point, I thought it was really good. Wow. Yeah, it could have ended in the um, wherever that like warehouse or whatever that area was, that yeah. like uh, industrial area. Yeah, yeah, it could have ended there. So, but yeah, I mean, it, so I guess we're gonna get three more uh, Fast and Furious movies, and we might even get Fast Nine next year. So, <laughs> don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wish I would. Um, all right, guys. Well, that is the. Unless anybody else has any other kind of news, there really wasn't much. Everything was kind of minor. Uh, there's more like Spider-Man three rumors and stuff, but I kind of yeah. until it's official. And yeah, we talked about on. that last week. Uh, I'm all, although I am excited. Yeah. This Friday, uh, Borat two is going to come out on Amazon. Yes, actually, I, I meant to mention you had brought yeah. that up, and that's and so a good. I'm, yeah. I'm very excited about that because I love the first one. Yeah, yeah the first one's first actually, one's great. It it's not a top five comedy for me, but it's yes, I well, know. Well, it can be. It's up five. there. It's it's a it's a very funny movie. My dad, this is actually kind of kind of cool. My dad like loves the first Borat. Like he just to him, it's like one of his favorite movies of all time. Period. Like he he loves it. <laughs> my brother and I are purposely keeping it as a secret that the, this new one is coming out. <laughs> we're not we're not telling him <laughs> that it's coming out. And Saturday, we're we're gonna have him come over, and we're like, we have a surprise for you, <laughs> and we're gonna play it for him. <laughs> That's funny. He's gonna. I think he's gonna love it, and yeah, then he's gonna hate it too, right? Trump. So. Yeah. It's very yeah exactly. So he, he's yeah. gonna be very conflicted. He's a huge supporter. <laughs> uh, by the end of this episode, Oleg's gonna have a top twenty comedy <laughs> section. So uh... 
Um, yeah, no, it'll be great. We should, yeah. uh, we'll talk about it next week. I'm sure yeah. you and I will watch it this weekend. Or like, or like Brad, I, like uh, I, yeah, I think, uh, boy, it's been a really long time since I saw it. And I remember thinking it was pretty amusing when I saw it, but I don't really remember it very well, honestly. I mean, it was what? In 2014. Yeah. Yeah. 14 years. Wow. I just pulled that out. Um, and, and that was when I saw it was 14 years ago and I have not watched it since. And I remember being amused. I remember laughing at it, but I just don't remember it very well. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Did either one of you watch the, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen show that was on, um, Showtime? No, no, not the Ali G G one. That was the one from like years ago. There's a newer one that he did on Showtime. Uh, no, we don't don't get Showtime. No, I've not. Oh, gosh. It's called like This is America or or something like that. I think I know what you're talking about, but I didn't see it. Where he again plays like all these like different characters, and it's the same premise, but it's it's just a, new characters, and he, he he interviews Dick Cheney. That's <laughs> one of these characters where he, he, the character that he interviews Dick Cheney as was a uh, like this Israeli army guy, <laughs> and he has Dick Cheney sign a waterboard. <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh i have a lot of famous people have signed this and he like names them off and he like and he kind of throws in there he goes you know i had blah 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 demi lovato you know some other person like and he just threw in there like demi lovato randomly <laughs> <laughs> and then and, uh cheney's like oh i've never had anybody ask me to sign one of these sure no, yeah, and he had, this other, he had this one um, Southern congressman. <laughs> the guy actually had to resign after this aired. It was it, it was unbelievable. It, basically, this you know, as you can imagine, the Southern congressman is very um, exact. Let's just put it this way: every stereotype that you can imagine mm-hmm. was this guy, and. Um, this and he was again a uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was playing like this Israeli um, military guy, and he's teaching him how to defend himself against terrorists. So he tells the guy that terrorists are are deathly afraid of uh, gay people and being gay. <laughs> so he tells the guy, if a terrorist is coming at you, what you need to do is pull your pants down. <laughs> And, and and run at them <laughs> with your ass like straight at them, and being like, if you see, if you touch my ass, you're gay, you're gay, and like just like yell at them. So he has this guy like pull his pants down and like chase him around like backwards with his bare ass. He's screaming, "You're gonna be gay! You're gonna be gay!" <laughs> and the guy, like, he, yeah, he had to resign from his uh, position after this aired. Amazing! It's, it was unbelievable. Like you watch it, it's like how is this possibly real? And it was. You don't know uh, the name. Of the hold show. On, I'll look it up right now, quick. You got Jeopardy music or anything, Raj? You know, I do not. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys can uh, like... talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Nope, nope. Now it's all you, dude. Uh, 
Sasha Baron Cohen. It is riveting. Listen, nobody's listening to this at this point. We have like six people, so regulars. Not including the three of us. Oh, really? I mean, I think so. I'm not sure. I don't understand the uh, analytics, so who knows? (laughs) But after this episode, I have even less. All right, I'm just going to edit it out now. Why is this not coming up? It's crazy. Uh, it, it's like in a full minute of you. Just talk amongst this. yourselves. Raj, why don't you go to break and he can tell us after. Oh, I, I think, think I found, you'll find oh, it. Who is America? That's what it is. <laughs> well, now we're not done. So who is America is on Showtime and you can like watch. I've watched like clips on like YouTube and stuff. So perfect. Well, I'm glad we waited two and a half minutes for that. Um, all right, guys. Well, we are going to take our first break. Uh, actually, it's now our second break, but um, we will come back and we will do the what we've been playing section. And welcome back to We Watch, We Play, We Rant. Uh, we're going to try to use We Three to shorten it because uh, I'm sick of saying it. Um, we are now into the... It, it's a it's a pretty good title, but we are into the what we play section. Um, and I'm going to start off this one, and then we'll move on to uh, Brad and then Oleg. Uh, I have played Forza 7 and Forza Horizon 4 mm-hmm. because those are going to be on... The Series X. I want to see someone had put up a picture, had posted a picture of Forza Seven with ray tracing, mm-hmm. and it looked really good. And I'm is like, it, is it enhanced on Series X or is it just backwards compatible? I think it's enhanced. That's cool. Um, I don't know if it's getting like the full gears treatment, but I believe Forza Four or Horizons Four and Seven are getting like enhanced versions. Um, whether that is just 120. 4k you know that kind of stuff yeah um i'm not sure but either way the picture looked good and i was like oh you know what i've never played forza or uh, forza 7 uh let me pop it in one it's gorgeous you know both of those games are all those games are are good looking yeah they are but i had a lot of fun with that i thought it was gonna be more simmy than it was um and it is simmy but it was still i mean i just played like the you know the first half hour or so of it um, where they put you through like a bunch of different races. But I really liked that. I thought it looked really good. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Um, you get a ton of free cars, um, which is cool, especially because it's now, what, three years old? So um, if not more, I'm not actually sure when Forza uh, 7 came out. But uh, so I played those two, and then I had played with you, Brad, the Ghost of Tsushima um, multiplayer. Uh, Legends. And that was, those are the only things that I've played. It's been kind of a, uh, you know, as I said, I'm waiting for the next, the next big launches and stuff. But um, did you play any Ghost uh, single player? No. Oh, no, I played a little like that day. All right. 
Mm-hmm. So I played a little in it. You know what it was is because I had been playing it a little bit on um, just the 1080p 30 inch, like in the office. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this still looks good, but it doesn't look great. And so then I brought it down to the 4K and um, <laughs> with the HDR and everything, I was like, damn, this is a really pretty game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's probably number two for me of best looking games this gen. I did not play Final Fantasy VII, so I can't, besides the demo, um, talk about that, you know, like what God of War, and then it would be Ghost probably. What about Last of Us 2? It would probably be God of War, then Last of Us 2, and then <laughs> Ghost. Um, <laughs> actually, realistically, it's, it's probably Last of Us 2, and then God of War, and mm-hmm. then Ghost. But man, they're, they're all really pretty, yeah. so. Well, the most impressive thing, in my opinion, about Ghost is all the foliage and the leaves and the grass and the trees is just amazing. Well, that game's oozing with style, dude. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I had fun playing the, the you know, the legend stuff, the co-op stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but besides that, those are the only things. Nothing super uh, exciting my way. Uh, Brad, what have you been playing? Let's see. I played the. Obviously, I played Ghost with you. And I played the beta for uh, Cold War, Call of Duty. And I played, uh, let's see. Oh, I played Streets of Camarocho on uh, Steam, the free uh, Streets of Rage uh, Yakuza uh, uh, mashup. Is that a real game? It is a real game. Yep. Sega released it free um, on Steam as part of the Sega Week sale or something like that that they're doing on Steam. Uh, it's pretty cool stuff. I mean, they've got awesome deals on on classic Sega stuff on on there, and for whatever reason, they put out this the Streets of Camarocho uh, for nothing. Uh, it's on a it's on a timer. You have to download it with a, within a certain amount of time before it goes away forever. But it is currently free, and it it's fun. I'm a huge Yakuza fan, and I always liked Streets of Rage back in the Genesis days, and it is exactly what you would expect it to be. Uh, Streets of Rage with a Yakuza uh, uh, coat of paint over it. So I'm enjoying that. I think it's pretty neat. You know, it's one of those things that you'll just fire up and play for a little bit. It's not something I'm going to sink much time into. But the fact that it's free and that it's cool, <laughs> yeah, you can't beat that. It's permanent? I believe once you download it, you keep it, but you have a certain amount of time to get the download before it's gone. Yeah, that's what I meant. I didn't know if it was one of those, like, you get to play it for three weeks or whatever, then it's gone. No, I don't think so. I mean, it says it's in my library. Uh, I'm under the impression that it's mine, but it's just uh, limited availability. I see. Which I'm not even sure why they're doing it. You know what it's probably going to be is... It's limited now, and then they'll re-release it for like $5 or something like that, and they'll try to monetize it. Well, I can't imagine. It's got to have like a um, like a physical release at some point, right? You, you mean some kind of retailer release or something? Yeah, like one of those, like, you know, the thing that Oleg spends all the time searching for. Well, I don't know <laughs> if uh, you like the uh, when they do the retro. Uh, what What's the... What's the brand that you get Oleg that they do the retro releases? Uh, limited Run. Yeah, Limited Run. I I don't know that they ever do PC games. Uh, they have a few times. Yeah, so maybe. Uh, but they I, they usually do PS4 and Switch. Uh, yeah, are the two big things. Yeah, so I don't know. I think this kind of I don't know if you remember Raj or or you Oleg. There was a Final Fantasy 15 
2D side-scrolling brawler that they put out alongside of Final Fantasy 15 or shortly after Final Fantasy 15 that was also free. I mean, that wasn't Sega, but it it kind of has a vibe that reminds me of that, where it's just a complimentary little side thing. But the difference being, you know, Yakuza's not... Well, I, I mean, maybe it's a way of them promoting the new uh, Like a Dragon, but it's not using those characters. The, the streets of Kamurocho uh, are using the classic Kiru character and... Um, Majima character, so I, I'm not quite sure their their purpose here, other than you know some intern was having fun and they decided to put the game out. I really wish uh, Microsoft would just buy Sega already. See, I don't want Microsoft to buy Sega. I, I do because well, he... why is that? Me or Oleg? No, no, I I get why Oleg wants it. I don't get. I mean, I I guess I can get why you don't want it either. But I was asking you. I don't want Microsoft to buy Sega mostly because I like that Sega is a little bit quirky and independent and, uh, and they do things kind of Japanese and I don't want Microsoft taking a quirky Japanese company and turning it into another Microsoft brand. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they would. I don't know why. You I, yeah. I don't know. Would. I don't know if they would. I think part of why you would buy Sega was, would be to kind of, you know, keep its unique uh, feel and, you know, just bring over those properties and actually do something with them. I don't know. I don't know if those properties are, are that big that you would do any more or less than what Sega is already doing with them. Mm. You know, I, I mean, know. They, they, I mean, they have so many dormant properties that like, I feel like could possibly translate into modern day, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, it, I think that I like think... A, a modern day Shinobi game, you know, in a Ninja Gaiden style, but you know, in, you know, but like a uh, next gen version would be amazing. Even Golden Axe. I I don't disagree from our perspective that that would be cool, but I don't see if that really is a is a money maker for them. I just don't know. I maybe. I remember Shinobi on PS2. I thought it was super cool, the 3D Shinobi game on, you mm-hmm. know, on there. That with was the really good. Yeah, with the scarf, right? Yeah, it yeah. was really cool. It was yeah. cool, but did anybody care? You know, well, I that's the thing. So I think I think you're right that if X, if if Microsoft got these and they'd say they wanted to make those games, they'd end up being shitty Game Pass games. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that they would, you know, let Sonic be Sonic and um, Yakuza be Yakuza. But then all the other like little properties would just end up being going to like B teams and they just wouldn't end up being like great games. So I kind of agree with you, but I do think that they should grab them to um, get into the Japanese market. So and I, I did mention the Call of Duty uh, Cold War beta. Correct. I did yep. my toe in that. I didn't play a lot. But, you know, I didn't intend to play a lot of it. I'm not a huge multiplayer guy, but I don't mind getting into a match every once in a while, especially if it's a larger scale match. And one thing I liked is one of my complaints going into cold war that, you know, I was aware of uh, prior to the beta was that they weren't going to be, they seemed to be abandoning the large scale battles that uh, modern warfare had introduced with the ground war mode, which I enjoy, although it's become all about snipers, which is just infuriating because you get killed from, 
you know, 150 meters away and you don't even know where the shooter is before you even have an opportunity to, to do anything. And that's become, you know, obnoxious to say the least. But what I liked about the Cold War beta, at least the map that I played, which was um, you're in the ocean and there's just a number of ships in the ocean and you can literally jump off of a ship and swim to another one. And because they're ships, there's a lot of tight, you know, corridors. So there's not a lot of opportunity for snipers to be picking you off at a distance. And it was a 12v12, which is the largest uh, um, uh, multiplayer they're going to be doing for Cold War. And I kind of dug it. I mean, it was it wasn't a ton of opportunities to get killed. You had to run around a little bit because it was a decent sized map and there's only 24 people on it. Opposed to having, you know, 64 whatever people running around, you've got a little bit less congestion of players, but on a big map. And there there were underwater, you know, when you initially jump off of, of, of the ship and land in the water, you go underwater. You're in the middle of the ocean, so the water is rather deep. And you, there's actual combat underwater where you can get into gunfights. And it reminded me a lot of, even though most people hate this game, we happen to like it. It reminded me a lot of Call of Duty Ghosts when you're in space and you have those moments where you're shooting in space, and which I always thought were really cool. Uh, but this obviously being underwater, it has that similar, you know, gra- you know, low gravity type of vibe to it. And I cannot wait to hear what this game sounds like with 3d audio on the ps5 because the audio was super cool like being underwater and hearing the audio distortion under the water and everything and in the gunfire underwater was just really cool sounding and i think with the 3d audio on the ps5 it's going to be killer so all the beta really did was reinforce uh my desire to play cold war on next gen do you have to um, have, like, obviously I'm getting the, the new headphones, but do you have to have the new headphones to get the 3D audio? No, the 3D audio will work uh, with, from what I understand, I did a little bit of digging on this because I wanted to know for myself. I have the platinum headphones from Sony, and apparently the 3D audio, will there will be benefits to it on whatever headphone you use. It's just a matter of how much you're getting the um you know, the new headphones that you're getting, Roger, optimized for the PS5 3D audio. But my headphones, the platinum ones, which simulate 3D audio as well, will see a huge, you know, benefit from from what they're doing in hardware on the PS5 also. Uh, and I also read or actually watched a video that it, although it's not available at launch, I guess Sony is patching in... Um, 3d audio that will project from your uh speakers or television speakers if you have a sound bar or just your tv or whatever it will simulate the three 3d audio from any audio source which i think is super cool because Hmm. there's days where i just i'm not going to put my headphones on because i need to be able to hear what's going on uh, you know outside of my game within the house or whatever the case is or if i just don't feel like having them on my head the idea that you'll still get it through a sound bar or your TV speakers, I think is pretty awesome. I mean, we'll have to see how, how it actually sounds in practice, but I'm really excited about what I've learned about the 3d audio and the fact that it will benefit any, every player's headphones and not just the new ones. Although it sounds like the new ones are going to be killer. So that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I the, I like to see the TV, you know, here before I, um, you know, pass judgment on it. So. Yeah. 
that's cool. But that's uh, I think that was it for what I played. Um, I, you know, I got I didn't really play much, but I was poking around on my PS3, and I don't know if you guys think so or not, but for some reason, the PS3 still has like I don't know. It's almost like a it just has a vibe to it. It like feels expensive, like the. <laughs> the user interface and like the way it just feels and looks to me, there's something about the PS three that I always thought was very elegant. And I was very anti PS three when it launched. So I, I was late to the game. So maybe that's part of it. Cause I didn't get a ton of exposure to it. Um, in that last generation, no, but every yeah, time I, I turn yeah. on my PS three, I always feel like this thing is sharp. Like it just feels expensive. Especially that first model. Yeah. That which came is out. one I have. Yeah. It, just because it's like shiny and yeah but even just uh, uh, the 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 way the graphics are presented in the ui and the way it, it boots up and everything aside from the horrible controller the, the controller is the, the problem. controller's the worst part of that system because yeah it's, so it's actually the only real problem yeah if you had if that shipped with dualshock 4s you know as, as the original controller man i mean the thing would have been outstanding yeah, it, it just the controller makes it feel cheap. I agree, and I do use a third-party controller, which helps. But at the same time, it's also a little bit of a pain in the ass because those third-party controllers are never a hundred percent reliable, like they would be if it were a Sony controller. Um, oh, even when you can sync up the DualShock, um, it feels really good, but it just doesn't work with every game, which sucks. Right, because you're not, yeah, because the DualShock 4 is just recognized as a Bluetooth controller. It's not a, a PlayStation controller. Yeah, so that's the problem. Like, I, you know, I was playing Killzone or whatever it was, and you had to have the sticks access, and it wouldn't turn off, right. and it's in the ass. I couldn't use it on MotorStorm, mm-hmm. I don't think. You know, so there's just certain games I'm like, I wish I could just use the, the DualShock. Yeah, and the and the six axis works through the DualShock 4 if you're playing a PS Now game. So the technology is in that controller to be able to do it. It's just that because the controller isn't recognized as a DualShock on the PS3 and it's just a third-party Bluetooth controller, it doesn't, you know, uh, it's not compatible with that particular functionality. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the only issue. I mean, I use the, the PS3 for 3D for the projector. Mm-hmm. I use it for 3D games for movies. It's it's a really good system. It's had a it had a really good um, you know, uh, library. Yep. But the controller is just terrible. Yep. And it, it's really slow Wi-Fi wise. Oh, the the internet is horrendous, and the PlayStation Store is horrendous. Um, I yeah. wasn't even, you know, I don't even like. To no, I know. That, no, no. But, yeah. Um, no, it's it's a it's a good system. I mean, I I enjoyed it. I can't say I enjoyed it more than the 360. Because the 360 was really good at the time, too. So Yeah, I loved the 360. I was always a big fan of the 360. But playing the two now, the 360 feels cheaper, like, software-wise and just, the in general, the, the build of it and all of it just does It feels like the PS3 was just a more, you know, solid and elegant and, you know, but you know what? It's everything. It's kind of the opposite, though. Where the 360, however, probably had my all-time favorite controller. It. You know what's funny is I always thought the 360 was my favorite controller of all time. Just as you just said. Yeah. 
And then I recently uh, started playing my 360 again, and I don't really like the controller. Oh, really? I completely agree. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I, the D-pad is horrendous, and it feels a little off in my hands. I, I'm not sure why, but it just does. Maybe you just got used to playing uh, the PS4 controller so much. Well, I got to say, I think the DualShock 4 might be my current favorite controller. I always yeah. thought that the Xbox One controllers had them beat, but when I do go back and forth, I, I find myself preferring the DualShock 4. The Xbox, well, probably, the, the Xbox uh, One controller has like a, kind of almost like a sturdier feel to it, but I don't know. I, I do like the uh, PS4 controller quite a bit. Yeah, I mean the 360 controller. If you if you hold it now, comparative to the Xbox One controller, to me it feels cheap, mm-hmm. comparative, which it probably was. Um, but I do agree with Brad. I think that the PS4 controller is probably my my favorite of all time. Yeah, it's just so comfortable in my hand. Even like we were talking about the PS5 and the Series X, and. I'm like, well, I kind of want, you know, I want to get something on the Series X and they have nothing at launch. So I don't know why I'm buying the system, but I'm like, maybe I'll get Assassin's Creed. Like I'll get Valhalla. And I'm like, you know what? I won't, I won't want to play it because I would rather play, I believe on the PS5 controller because I like the four controller so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd rather not play stuff on the, um, the Xbox one. I don't mind it for racers actually, um, for forts and stuff like that, the Xbox controller, but. I think that uh, in general, I prefer to play with the PS4 controller. Yeah, and I feel like the DualSense is just going to be an upgrade over the PS4 and and not so much a a deterrent, just another step up, whereas the Series X controller is basically an Xbox One controller. It's the exact same controller. Now, do you think the the PS5, the, what is it, DualSense? Mm -hmm. Is it bigger? Because it looks bigger. It's hard to say until we actually have one, but I agree with you. It looks bigger. Does it look? Bigger I hope it's not because it's. I mean, it, it almost looks like it's a combination of a PS4 controller and an Xbox controller. I don't disagree, uh, but based on the size of the touchpad and and the analog sticks and everything, I'm not entirely sure that it's actually bigger. I just think that maybe the all white design and and the newer shape just. You, you know, we see it as being larger, even though it's not. Because I have trouble believing that they're changing the size of the D-pad or the analog sticks or the face buttons or the trig- triggers or any of that. I just think that the ergonomics of the controller are, are different and, and it looks larger in pictures. But I have trouble believing that it will actually be bigger than DualShock 4. I mean, I'm, all right, so I'm currently looking at one uh, that Keeley had, mm-hmm. um, Jeff Keeley had. I on remember it. It- just the picture of it next to the um, PS4 controller, mm-hmm. it, it look it looks like wider is the way I would describe it. Not wide, uh, taller. Okay. Like um, the PS4 controller, kind of like after the triggers, kind of comes in a little, mm-hmm. and then you have like the touchpad, and the PS5 controller seems like it bows out. Yeah, like a boomerang. Yeah. Well, they clearly wanted to get away from the, their traditional design with the DualSense because even yeah. even though the PS4 controller is so much better than the PS3, it still has that similar look to it. Yeah, it does. And I, and I just feel like that Sony wanted to move the PS5 into a more futuristic type of look from 
you know, console to controller to headphones, all of it just has a different look and feel to it, uh, opposed to the more angular, you know, black designs of their of their previous consoles. I mean, dating all the way back to the PS2, all of their consoles launch in black plastic and very like angular for lack of a better word. And then the PS5 just has like this very rounded, you know, there are no sharp edges. Everything is very rounded and very smooth. And I can, and I feel like the, the controllers and the headphones and the camera and everything else, it has that, you know, is carrying over that same feel of, uh, uh, you know, of a non-angular, more elegant type of look. Whether you like the design or not, I, I think that's that's an accurate assessment. Yeah, I mean, we you know we've talked about that. I don't I don't really care for the PS5 look, but I will say it looks different. The controller looks different. Yeah. It looks like it's a different console as opposed to the Series X, which is the console itself looks different, but everything else from the UI to the controller to the games all feel like Xbox One Point Five. Yeah. So, well, this is the this is probably the biggest redesign that PlayStation has ever done on their controller. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, definitely. For sure. so, yeah. I mean, considering their controller didn't change for three generations. Right. I mean, again, I don't. Again, I don't like the look. I I like the look of the controller first off, and the headphones. I think all that stuff looks good. The camera, it all looks slick. I like I like all that. I don't like the look of the the PS5 itself. But I will say that I like that it has a design, that it has a distinct look. It looks just different than like a, you know, a regular console that we've had for how many years? Yeah, I, I can appreciate that, too. I don't know. I think I'm a little bit more uh, open to the to the design overall. I don't dislike it as much as some people do. Uh, but I do like the fact that it's different when it sits on my shelf. It's going to feel like I have something new. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Dude, Absolutely. Um, all right, well, let's. We Oleg has not got a chance to talk about what he's been playing, and then we'll go into our main topic for this um, for this week about yep. video games. So, Oleg, what's up? Uh, let's see. What have I been playing? The only newish game that I've been playing is I picked up uh, NHL 21 last week to pick up on my hockey theme over the last <laughs> few weeks. Um, yeah, I just picked up NHL 21. I've played, been playing that. Um, it's essentially the same game that it's been for years, but you know, I've always enjoyed it, and it's it's still fun. It's just essentially updated rosters and um, some new game modes that I haven't really checked out yet. But uh, you know, it's got a, a couple um, gameplay tweaks, some new animations, uh, things like that. But it's ninety percent the same game. But you know, yeah. You know, but Brad's rant was about Madden. Yeah, and hockey has not changed. It's still it's a good game though. I think that's I think it's yeah, I think but as a franchise, it's so much more fun than Madden though. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. Like I, Madden has not changed for how long? I feel like hockey has not changed, but hockey's a better series in general. Yeah. So, I uh, played that, and then I don't know. I think this was maybe. Uh, I did this, I think, Sunday, kind of mid-morning. I don't know what possessed me to do this. So I hooked up my Dreamcast of all hmm. of all systems. Um, I have a... Speaking of Sega. What was that? I said, speaking of Sega. Yeah. 
Um, so I hooked up my Dreamcast and I have on HDMI uh, wire for it. So I have like a converter for it that I could play through my TV. And I wanted to play uh, the Marvel versus Capcom games because I'm, I'm actually getting that uh, arcade one up for the Marvel versus Capcom. And I was like thinking about it. I was like, oh, I'm kind of in the mood to play it. So I you hooked up the Dreamcast and was playing uh, the Marvel vs. Capcom games. And then um, I played those two for a little bit. And then I decided to pop in um, Soul Calibur, which was a launch day title for Dreamcast. And man, does that game I still think holds up to this day. That first Soul Calibur game is just amazing. Possibly one of the best launch titles ever. Yeah. It, it's. I mean, the Dreamcast was really incredible it, it was ahead of its time and i think that's was part of the problem one of the most amazing things about soul caliber being a launch title on that console is by the time the console was dead soul caliber was still considered one of the best looking and playing games on it that game i'm telling you it, i don't know when the last time you played it was but man does it still hold up i think it's the best well i really like soul caliber 2 also I don't know if it's, I think they're probably on par one and two. Yeah. And then like, they're better than the rest of the series. There hasn't been uh, any of them that have been as good as one or two. I also today. remember uh dead or alive Two being the best on dreamcast. Yeah. DOA. Yeah. The game for me on the dreamcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but man, so caliber is just so much fun to play. I mean, it still looks great. I mean, yeah. the game is 21 years old. And it still looks great, and it controls just beautifully. It's, it's a great game. So I played those for a while, and uh, that was pretty much it. I just played. I've been playing NHL a little bit here and there, and uh, I I played uh, the Dreamcast for a few hours on Saturday or Sunday, and that was really it. Are there? Are they? Are they doing a Dreamcast Mini? That's the it's rumor. rumored. Yeah. Oh, so but nothing no, official. No, nothing official. It's it's a rumor, but it was just a fleeting comment by somebody at Sega. I don't remember who it was, but it was a very like almost as if he was saying, "Well, if we ever did something like a Dreamcast Mini, that kind of thing." I mean, it was very like this. People are running with it, but the fact is, is there's nothing even close to confirmation that it's happening. I wonder how the Genesis Mini did sales wise. I think it did okay. I mean, I still see it on the shelves at Target for eighty bucks. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if it didn't do well, it would have been clearanced out. We wouldn't even see it anymore. And if you did see it, at, you know, it would be forty nine ninety nine or something. But right. the fact that it's eighty dollars at Target right now leads me to believe it. It's it did okay. Right. But yeah, I mean, a Dreamcast Mini would be great. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many games it could possibly fit on it because I mean, it is. A 32-bit system, but yeah, but the they just ran on CDs similar to the PS1, and we got a crappy PS1 classic. That's true. So you know, I don't <laughs> see any reason why they couldn't. Yeah, but uh, no, so that's uh, pretty much it. Uh, but Dreamcast nine nine ninety nine, one of the great greatest mm-hmm. launch campaigns ever. Yep. So. Well, that can uh, bring us into our main topic then. We were going to talk a little about the PS5 UI um, versus the Series X, but we don't really have to. I mean, did you want to, Brad? Not really. I mean, I think we can all agree that the PS5 UI looks intriguing and it looks new and it looks like 
something we've not seen before in the Series X looks like the Xbox One UI. Dude, I think they updated it on the regular Xbox One, on the uh, X or whatever. Yeah, there was an update, um, but I thought the update went live like a month or so ago. Unless there was another what? one. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm rarely on that mm-hmm. system. But it, it's 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 not anything really different to me. It doesn't seem like it. I, I don't know. It's just not very uh, intuitive. I, I find it slow, uh, uninteresting. I don't know, man. I mean, if I would be disappointed if the PS5 had the PS4. You oh, know, I'd UI. be super disappointed. I think that would be, so, you know, you don't, you don't want to turn on your brand new system and it looks like your old system. Right. You're already getting the, almost the same controller. Like, uh, anyway, that's fine. So, yes, we all agree that the, the well, like, did you check out the, no, UI I have. On the I have yeah. So, uh, you were right, Brad. Um, <laughs> All right, so, but our main topic uh, today on the uh, on the play section is our launch, like for the um, consoles, our experiences getting those systems. Obviously, this year it's different. I think you guys both went to GameStop. Yeah. I'm buying from Target. You know, with COVID, everybody's buying online. But I think nowadays, in general, people buy a lot more online, so it's it's like less interesting. But we're going to go back to the PS4, the PS3, 2, 1, any of those systems, the Dreamcast, whatever it is you guys want to talk about. But just your like launch experiences, you know, the highs, the lows, that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't remember as much about mine, but you guys, I know, have stories. Yeah, so. I definitely do. Uh, Oleg, do you want want to go or you want me to go? I, you can start, okay. then I'll... Uh, yeah. The first launch console, I, let me just preface this real quick by saying, if GameStop shuts down due to COVID before the PS5 launches, there's going to be trouble. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> just throwing okay. it out there. Uh, <laughs> but the first console I ever bought at launch was a Sega CD. I was a huge Sega Genesis fan. I got it really late. Uh, my um, <laughs> my Genesis was is a whole whole other story that was funny too because my mother didn't want my dad to know that i got a sega genesis and i had to leave it out in the car overnight so he wouldn't see me bring it in the house uh but that's a story for another time the (laughs) sega cd was it was coming out at a time where i was really into arcade games and i was really into the sega cd and i was kind of on you know that promise of uh of sega bringing the arcade home kind of thing but as it turns out, we I convinced my mother that we should get a Sega CD because we didn't own a CD player. And I told her <laughs> it played audio CDs and we could hook it up to the to uh, a receiver and have speakers and she could buy CDs and life would be amazing. So <laughs> she bought into it. But the catch was is I had to pay for half of it. So I remember Electronics Boutique at the time was doing uh, trade-ins. You could trade in NES games, any NES game that you had. Uh, you get 10, you get you trade in 10 and you get $100. Wow. I traded in 10 NES games, got $100 towards the Sega CD, and then I saved up another 50 because I think it launched at two ninety nine. Yeah, that sounds right. I think so. And I that was how I got my 150 and then she gave me the other 150 And I remember going down to games uh, to... EB 
the day it launched, she drove me over there after school, and there was nobody at <laughs> Electronics Boutique <laughs> on like a random weekday when the Sega CD launched, and you know, and he sells it to me, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you're the one." Uh, so I got it, and uh, it was fantastic, and I loved it. And what did you get at uh, what game did you get? I bought Black Hole Assault. Okay. And then the games uh, that came with it, which was That's Sherlock Sewer Shark. Holmes and the Sega Classics. and I thought Sewer uh, Shark came with it. No, Sewer Shark was separate. It had R-Type, I think, was the other game that came with it. No, Sylphied. It was Sylphied. Sylphied. Yeah, Sylphied. Uh, so, yeah, I, I lived off of... What a great deal. You got three bundled games, one of which was a Genesis collection. Yeah. And then I bought uh, the Black Hole Assault game, which was uh, like a 2D robot fighting game. I mean, I'm not going to even, I don't even know why I'm asking this, but you must have gotten the Terminator game at some point. Oh my God, are you kidding? I love that Terminator game. I had it on Genesis and Sega CD and the Sega CD one. The Sega CD one was great. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. So let's see, after the Sega CD uh, was the PS1, which did you knock it? I never owned a Saturn until it was dead. And then I bought one for like 50 bucks. You just weren't interested? No, had no interest. I was totally in on Sega or uh, Sony PlayStation. I was pissed off at Sega because I had bought the 32X. Actually, I got the 32X for Christmas. And then they they basically put, you know, killed that system almost immediately. Right. So after buying a Genesis, a Sega CD and a 32X, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not getting your Sega Saturn. I'm done. And, and the Sega Saturn had like the craziest launch too. Yeah, it came out like the day they announced it or something. Yeah, it, with no games. Yeah, and it was ridiculously expensive if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was like four ninety nine back yeah. then, I think. So I was done with Sega at that point. I uh and <laughs> Electronics Boutique was doing the same exact promotion with PS one, but it was if you trade in ten Genesis games, you get a hundred dollars. <laughs> So that's exactly what I did. I traded in 10 Genesis games, got $100 off my my, uh, PS1. Wait, did you get the one at launch? bought the one at launch. I'm only talking about launch consoles. So I bought the PS1 at launch, uh, like I said, with that trade-in deal, and I got Battle Arena to Shinden with it. And that also came with a demo disc that had like five or six demo games on it, like Ridge Racer and Jumping Flash and a couple other games. I think yeah, I think Wipeout was on that. I kind of remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I got that one. And then after the PS1, the next launch console I bought was the Dreamcast. And I had zero intention on buying the Dreamcast. I remember working at FYE and we were playing like a Dreamcast video, like on a loop. And I remember thinking, oh, it looks cool, but I'm done with Sega. I'll just wait for PS2. I'm done. And it w- it launched at $199. And I remember it had a web browser on it. And I did not have a uh, internet-capable computer at the time. And I thought, well, that would be kind of cool if I could get on the internet with a with a Dreamcast for only 200 bucks. But you know what? I'm, I'm not going that way. I'm not getting it. And then... After my shift ended, because we had gotten them at FYE, and I didn't buy one, we sold out, and my shift ended, I walked downstairs, I don't even remember why, but I walked downstairs where there was a Babbage's in the mall, 
and I saw NFL 2K playing on a kiosk at Babbage's. And I had to own a Sega Dreamcast at that moment. Uh, and I called a number of stores. No luck. All of, you know, our mall that I was working in, nobody had it. And I found one at the same EB Games that I bought the PS1 and the Sega CD. And I drove over there from work. Uh, the guy held it for me. I got there. I bought it. Uh, I went home and I played the shit out of it. And the next day it died. And uh, <laughs> when you turn the system on, it was just like a pixelated blobs all over the screen. And I drove back down to uh, to EB Games and told the guy, I said, I think I got a I think I got a bum Dreamcast here. He takes it in the back room and he's like, oh, yeah, that thing is fried. He's <laughs> like, kind of sucks, though, because we don't have any. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You know, like now what? And he's like, hold on a second. And he, and he comes back out with a Dreamcast and he's like, this was a pre-order. The guy hasn't picked it up yet. I'm just going to let you have it. I'm like, yes, awesome. And I went home and, I, and to the, I still have that Dreamcast to this day. And then the PS2 was my next one, which I did get at launch. Technically, I didn't get it at launch because I got it three days early. Again, we were still working at FYE. We got those beautiful blue PS2 boxes in, and I took one home that night. Uh, that It was uh, one of the nice benefits of yes, working it was. at FYE. Uh, so <laughs> I got one, and I remember taking it to my apartment, and I bought Madden, and it was an we had a blast playing Madden that night on, on PS2. Uh, 360. I did get a 360 at launch. And Oleg and I sat out overnight <laughs> at Target in Albany in the rain. And it was miserable. Um, <laughs> but I did get one. And I got my 5% off using my Target card. And I remember the big deal with, with that was they had the one with the hard drive and then they had the, what do they call it? Like the Xbox 360 arcade, I think it was called. Yes. Yeah. Uh, without the hard drive. So the big paranoia was, did we get in line early enough to get one with a hard drive? That's right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Which we did. We were yeah. what about 15 deep Oleg maybe. Yeah. We were about 15 deep. Yep. Yeah. And I remember too, I brought my, I and, a, I, and if I remember correctly, they had, <clears throat> 20 with the hard drive maybe and, yeah and like I, 20 I, without yeah and right before the store opened somebody came up with the idea of well why don't we just write numbers on a piece of paper so we don't have to all stand in line yeah and that seems to be the norm now when you do like a you know when you get in line for a pre-order or something yeah uh but i remember while we were there in the rain we're all kind of huddled under that little awning at the target storefront Yeah. And I'm playing, I brought a 3DS to play while we were hanging out. And basically all the people in front of us had PSPs. And I got ridiculed about my 3DS to the point where I just put it away and stopped playing it. <laughs> wait, wait, was this during, um, was this for the 360? Yeah, for the 360. The PSP was out already at that point? The, the PSP came out just before the 360 if i'm not mistaken because it was supposed to be like a portable ps2 that was like the big selling point on it okay um i'm trying to remember when the, i thought the psp came out in like 2007 but i could be wrong yeah i i vividly remember there were people playing 
uh, Grand Theft Auto on the PSP while we were waiting outside of Target, and I was playing Sonic on 3DS. Or, I'm sorry. On, or on probably DS. just the regular DS. Yeah, yeah, on the DS. And they were like, what the fuck are you playing that trash for? And I'm like, uh, I just closed that up and put it away. <laughs> uh, so let's see. After the 360, I did not get a PS3 at launch. And... The um, PSP came out in 2005. Okay. March 25th. Yeah, I was going to say that it was probably like earlier in the year. Yeah. Yeah, just ahead. And then it was. Uh, oh, wait, 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 real quick. Uh, what did you get with the oh, 360? Oh, my, my launch games. Because I'm looking at the launch. I bought now. Quake 4, uh, Perfect Dark, and Madden were my launch games on 360. And I remember. This is a pretty good I lineup. Never, I, I could not get into Perfect Dark. I tried, and I just couldn't get into it. Uh, of those three games, I probably played Madden the most. We talked about it uh, last podcast where I thought Madden was really cool at launch on 360 because it was so different than the PS2 games. And yeah, yeah. I played a ton of that. I liked Quake 4, but I never really got into it. And then there was... I remember Lost Planet came out shortly after launch, and but I don't think I got any more launch games. No, Lost, Lost Planet actually came out shortly after the Gears. Was it? I remember, yeah, because I remember Lost Planet was the first game I played after Gears. Because it came out, yeah. So it was like a year. Hmm. I don't remember it yeah. that way, but okay. Yeah. Interesting. I remember getting... Um, uh, Ghost Recon shortly afterwards, like a couple months after launch. Yeah, but okay. I mean, if you're looking at the those 360 games like Fight Night, yeah, um, Ghost Recon, Lost mm-hmm. Planet, um, Gears. I mean, they were ridiculously beautiful yeah. back in the day. Even games that like like condemned, dude. Resident Evil Five, right? Yeah. That trailer for RE5, I was like, holy shit, this looks, I mean, obviously now, but like, this looks oh, so real. Like, yeah. it looks so I good. I remember seeing like the alligators in that, in that one mission in RE5, and I was like, wow, that, it's like you're getting eaten by a real alligator. Yeah. I know. But I mean, they really were. They were they're just like mind blowing at the time. So the PS4 launch, we were all together for. Yeah. We were watching. The um, the PlayStation yep. event on yep. E3, the uh, conference or whatever, and it ended right, and that's when they said, "Oh, you know, um, available now or whatever." They gave the yeah, date, right? Three ninety nine, and we all rushed yep. to go see Pal, yeah, and we were the only ones yeah. there too. It's so different than yeah, what happened with PS Five. You know, when the PS Four uh, right. pre orders went up, it was not eventful. We were the only ones at GameStop, and we pre-ordered them no problem, and it was. But we rushed I mean, there. We like I thought, yeah. we're not going to get them. But <laughs> and then we walk in, he's like, yeah. "Hey guys." Well, the <laughs> thing is, now with social media, everything is like everybody knows instantly. That's actually a really good point, Oleg. Because how many people were actually watching that E3 event on stream? By the way, it wasn't like it was on TV or something. Right. Well, don't you also think now too? A lot more of it is being bought up to to sell. Absolutely, yeah. 
like I bet you then it wasn't as prevalent as it is now of like people are just scalping yeah, I mean, it was yeah. but not as bad I think yeah I remember it kind of uh you know rearing its head during the PS4 launch but it wasn't nearly like it is now where you have like bots buying stuff on you know websites and stuff mm-hmm I don't even know that you could pre-order on websites back at the PS4 launch. I remember everything having to be in store. Yeah, I I don't think you could. Yeah. So. So what did you get with the the launch of the uh, PS4? PS4 was an awesome launch for me personally. Uh, game uh, Target did buy t- buy two get one free on launch titles, and I got uh, Battlefield Four, uh, Killzone Shadowfall, and uh, Call of Duty Ghosts. Which the only problem with those three is they're all similar, you know, similar in being a first-person shooter. So I got a little burnt out by the time I finished Killzone and Call of Duty. I didn't play a ton of Battlefront or Battlefield. Uh, I also felt like Battlefield was my least favorite of the three. That being said, I did actually turn around and play a lot of the large multiplayer maps in Battlefield because the you know the dynamic maps and stuff, how they would change in mid battle and there'd be some cool shit going on. Uh, so it did have life afterwards for me. And then there was, it came with Resogun and Warframe was free to play. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We all we played, played that. Quite we all had a bit a... of Warframe yeah. actually back then. It was cool for a launch title. It, uh, I remember. I, agree, yeah. down... I, I regret picking the class I picked. But yeah. Besides that, <laughs> And I think DC Universe Online was free to play at launch too. Uh, so I do remember downloading it, but I don't remember playing a whole heck of a lot of it. I remember I created, I kept making new characters and replaying the tutorial. Like oh, the tutorial is just basically a single player mission. And I remember I kept creating new characters to see which one I would like to actually play the game as. And then I never actually ended up playing the game aside from the you know opening sequence multiple times and i think oh and i also bought um marvel uh lego marvel superheroes but i didn't buy it day one i bought it shortly afterwards and and i ended up actually not really liking that lego game very much i thought that it's actually one of my least favorite ones disappointing i remember thinking the beginning was super cool with sandman and I couldn't really get into the rest of the game after that. And it was really buggy and it was kind of a mess. So, yeah. Yeah, I find it weird that they, they do the DC ones better, like the Batman one and the mm-hmm. DC villain one. But that they're actually Lego Marvel um, 1 and 2 I don't like. I, although I do agree with you, I like the Avengers Yeah, one. I like the Avengers one. Um, Marvel, yeah, the one and two, I, I didn't care for either of them. And I yeah. didn't give the second one too much of a try because I didn't like the first one. And I, and I think I prefer the, a lot of the Lego games that are actually based on an existing story opposed to them being their own unique story arc. Um, although mm-hmm. I, I would say that I have enjoyed some of the Batman ones. It's, it's always frustrated me though, that the first Batman game never got a current gen you know, release. It was always stuck on 360 and PS3 because I like that yes. original Batman one quite a bit, how it's grounded in the Batman universe and it's not like a big DC thing. It's just Gotham. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That, that Batman was really good and I was kind of hoping, similar to you, that the Harry Potters yeah. got remastered 
that they would have done the same thing yeah, with the Batman collection. Yeah, I was hoping collection. so too, but it just never happened. Yep. Um, I printed out, not printed out, I had, had saved a couple lists here of like launch titles for all the PlayStations, mm-hmm. all the Xboxes. And as I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, these can't be right because COD uh, Ghost was not a launch title, was it? Go- Call of Duty Ghost? Yeah, I bought it. Yeah. I just said I bought it at launch. Oh, oh, so I'm sorry. You said Battlefield Ghost. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I missed that. I might have been looking at something. Okay, mm-hmm. never mind then. Okay. Uh, so that's it for you up to date wise. Uh, Oleg, any interesting stories? Uh, let's see. I think the first system that I actually bought it, like launch launch, was the Dreamcast. Um, everything before that, like, um, let's see, a, going back to a Genesis Super Nintendo. Actually, you know what? Super Nintendo, I remember getting at launch now that I think about it. Um, I got my parents to buy that for me. Uh, so technically, probably the Super Nintendo was the first system that I got got right at launch. And it wasn't like a Christmas present or something? You actually got it day mm-hmm. one? Yeah, because I remember it coming out. It was like September of 91. That's cool. Uh, so a Super Nintendo I got at launch. I remember I got... What did I get? <laughs> I know I, I wanted it because I wanted Final Fight really badly. Uh, because I was a, a launch game. I got Final Fight. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Wasn't Final mm-hmm. Fight on Super NES like one of the worst ports of Final Fight? Uh, well, in a way. Because, I mean, it played great. It looked great. But it wasn't two-player. And Guy wasn't in and, it. And Guy yeah. wasn't in it. But it, it played really well. And it was, at that time, the only way to play yeah. it. Uh, because I don't think Final Fight CD had yet come out on Sega CD. No, that was definitely, which ultimately, yeah. It, because ultimately, that was probably the best home version of it. Was it was awesome on Sega CD. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Final Fight Guy came out much later on the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I got Super Nintendo, um, which Super Nintendo has actually probably turned out to be one of my favorite systems of all time. I've got a soft spot for the 16-bit generation, so... I mean, it's, you know, growing up, I kind of like the Genesis more, but as the years have gone on, I think the Super Nintendo has kind of overtaken it. It's a toss-up for me. I mean... Uh, they were different. Like, the the Genesis was more... Uh, I mean, it was great in, in its own way, but it was really gr- great for the sports titles. Mm-hmm. While the Super Nintendo was just amazing for everything else. For the most part, but... Moving on, we, uh, but, we can but, talk but, street, but, but yeah, but in but like you know, Genesis obviously had Streets of Rage and all that, so whatever. Um, so the next system, like PlayStation, I didn't get right away. PlayStation One, um, I got that probably about six months after launch. I never got Saturn at launch. I really had very little interest in Saturn yeah. because of that weird launch that it had. I, I was just kind of confused by I it. I didn't care about remember... Sega Saturn until the uh, Japanese uh, versions of the fighting games started popping up. You know, when right, they had, that like... was like years later. Yeah. Marvel like... versus Capcom, or uh, X-Men versus yeah, Street Fighter exactly. and all that. Yeah. With the RAM, dis- RAM cartridge and stuff, that's when I yeah. cared. And that was, yeah. that was after it was dead and buried. Right. Um, so... Saturn, I really didn't care about at launch. Uh, PlayStation 1, I got probably about... Let's see. PlayStation 1, I want to say, came out in, like, September of 95. Yeah. 
it came out and re- uh, the 9th and, of September. Enos, ready 9th of <laughs> September. Okay, and I want to say I got it probably the following year on my birthday. It was April of '96. Mm-hmm. That's when I got it. Um, so I, I'm trying to think what I got with it. I want to say the only game I got with it immediately might have been Wipeout. Oh, wow. That was a launch title, too, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I got Wipeout and maybe Game Day, NFL Game Day. Okay. Uh, so I think those were my first PlayStation games. Um, and then I definitely got the Dreamcast at launch. I was super excited for the Dreamcast to come mm-hmm. out. Like, I was following it from, you know, from the first I heard of it, like I really wanted Sonic Adventure. Yeah. I remember seeing the demo of, like long before the system came out of uh, NFL 2K. So I had that like all moment of NFL 2K long before yeah, you actually. I had it, it like the day of. So yeah. Uh, so I, um, but you know, I was at the time I was at, in law school, and you know I wasn't su- supported by my parents at all at that point. Um, I had like one part-time job, which, you know, so I really had like no money Mm -hmm. and I hadn't really, I I wanted it, but like, I, I didn't think I was going to be able to get it. And, um, but I went to, I remember I went to electronic uh, boutique or maybe it was already EB games at that point or whatever, uh, or GameStop, uh, in by 99 but i went there day of just to kind of see what you know just to see what was happening and i was kind of friendly with like one of the guys that worked there and he goes to me he's like what you're not going to get a dreamcast i'm like ah no you know i really i want to but i don't i really don't have the money for it he's like listen we we have a few these are going to sell out like if you're going to get it you just you know get it now mm-hmm. And he, and he basically talked me into mm-hmm. it to getting it at that moment. And I was like, fuck it. I'll just put it on a credit card. And I ended up getting, um, so I ended up getting the Dreamcast. <laughs> I ended up getting uh, NFL 2K, Soul Calibur, and Sonic Adventure. Yeah. So those were the three uh, games I ended up getting at launch. And I, I love the Dreamcast. I still love the Dreamcast. Yeah, Dreamcast was always... Yeah. It, 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 was, it was a great I system. It. it was actually, it it was was actually the Dreamcast was my first uh, access to the internet. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying, how it was one of the motivating it's... factors in, in me actually wanting to get one. Yeah. Um, but that browser so... was horrendous. So. Oh, it was awful. Oh, my God. It was, it was, it was, it was unusable. Yeah. But you know what's funny is like through the Dreamcast is how I discovered eBay. <laughs> is that right? You yeah. know the coolest part about that browser though was you could actually de- go online and download save files to the VMU directly from the internet. That's oh. how I got all the fighters in uh, in Marvel Capcom. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, so I the Dreamcast I got at launch. Then I definitely got the PS2 at launch, and PS2, I missed the pre-orders. So just like um, the uh, 360 that we did years later, I st- stood out in- at Target <laughs> a overnight and uh, got the PS2. Now I did that with Ed. Mm-hmm. 
Now, at that time, I was, uh, I was, let's see, this was 2000. So I was my third year of law school. And it came out like in the middle of the week. So yeah. I had classes the next day. <laughs> so I stood out, you know, all night and had classes the next day. I don't even know how I managed to pull that off. Um, so I got the PS2. And I think with the PS2, the only games I got at launch. If I remember correctly, PS2 did not have a great launch uh, title. It depends on who you ask, but yeah. Um, I think the the only ones I got for PS2 were Madden. Uh, I got NHL. Yeah. And uh, SSX. I don't think any... Was NHL a launch title? It was. I do remember getting it at okay. launch, yeah. 2001? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it, it had a oh no one on the cover. I remember the cover and everything. I just for some reason thought it came out like a month later, but I definitely had yeah. it. I remember people pl- well, I, I threw a Halloween party that year and I remember people playing NHL at the party. Mm-hmm. Um so I got those 3 uh for PS2. And the big thing with the PS2 also was that it was a DVD player. Yep. Yeah, that was the big thing. Yeah, that's why um, it's still the, so, the, the most sold console of all time, in my opinion, is because of that DVD player. Because yes. everybody wanted one. Isn't that also why it killed What's the Dreamcast? That? Well, Isn't that why yes, it killed the Dreamcast? Sure. It, it, yeah, yeah. And the Dreamcast didn't have the third party support, which you know it didn't. But it would have well, stood it, a chance it, it, if, it, if it had a DVD player. Yeah. It might have won that generation. Yeah, well, the Dreamcast. I mean, one, it wouldn't have been two hundred bucks, but I mean, one of the things that killed the Dreamcast also was the fact that EA Sports didn't support it. Yeah, and EA was ginormous at the time. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So, I mean, those those were kind of the two. I think the two big things were no EA Sports and no DVD player mm-hmm. was what killed it. Um. So let's see the PS2. And what was? I didn't get an Xbox or a GameCube at launch. I didn't get either one of those till years Me later. Me too, yeah. Um, so the next one I got at launch was the 360. And like you said, uh, we stayed out all night for mm-hmm. that one. Oh, God, that was miserable. It was, and it was I'll never forget, like, oh, and, and I just remember all of us, like, huddling under that little awning. You know, I have uh, a confession a about nightmare. that night that I never told you, Oleg. <laughs> You peed your no, pants. no, no. Do you remember I volunteered to go get McDonald's? Did you go home oh, or something? Yeah. I went home for like an hour or two. <laughs> I remember going home, drying off, hanging out. And uh, uh, I, I think I watched TV for a little bit. And then I went through a drive through at McDonald's and came back and told you guys it was packed. <laughs> What a fucking scumbag. It makes sense. Hey, but that being said, I, it's in I character. did treat. I bought the McDonald's for everybody. Yeah, it was like 4 o'clock in yeah. the morning. Um, <laughs> um, so the 360, uh, what did I get at 360 launch? Uh, I got Perfect Dark, which, like you, I wanted to like. but Yeah, I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I couldn't get yeah. into it. Um, I got Madden. Which I really enjoyed that first Madden on the 360. Yep. Um, I don't think there was an NHL game that came out with it. It says NHL 2K6. Yeah. It, in, in oh, I remember oh, hold on. No, no, no. The first, yeah, the 2K, the EA didn't put out an NHL game that first year of the 360, but 2K right. did. Yep. But I didn't think it yep. launched. I think it came out after. 
Yeah, and I remember having it on, I think, the original Xbox, and it was terrible. So I, I don't think I got it on the 360. I bought it I on 360, it and I remember that was one of those early uh, 360 games where all where all the character models looked like they were in cellophane. Yeah. They had that yeah. weird plastic look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't get NHL, so I got, let's see. I got Perfect Dark, um, Madden. I think I got NBA Live 2006. Yeah, Live was there. So was 2K6, yep, I, supposedly. Yeah, I think I got two, two, I, I think I had NBA Live. And what was the last one? Raj, was Condemned a launch title? Yeah. It says it was. So. No, I, I didn't. I, oh, in Call of Duty. Call of Duty 2. Oh, yeah. I didn't yes. get Call of Duty, but yeah. And I think it, Call of Duty ended up being the game I played the most. At launch, mm-hmm. and I really do think that, like that generation, there was almost like the biggest jump in between generations because I was the generation that went from like standard to high yeah. def. And I remember people right. not getting it if they didn't have an HD TV; like it wasn't that big of a deal to people yeah. that were playing it on standard definition. But if you played it on HD TV, it was like a whole new like world of gaming. Oh, absolutely. I remember playing um, Call of Duty E2 and thinking of like, it's never going to get any better than this. <laughs> like, Dude, I thought the same thing about so many of those 360 games. Yeah. Right. You know, like, I was like, oh my God, how are they ever going to make something look better than this? It's impossible. I, and I thought to myself, too, like, if this is as good as it gets, I'm fine with that. Like, these yeah. are amazing. Yeah. I remember. The thing that convinced me to get a 360 at launch was actually a gameplay uh, video of Gears Gears of War, which, you know, obviously wasn't even a launch title. But I remember watching a little bit of gameplay of Gears, and I'm like, this is unbelievable. Like, I, I, yeah. I was in shock. And then I remember seeing um, a video of Madden, and I, and I specifically remember it was Michael Vick dropping back and throwing a pass, but it was in-game. Yeah. And I'm like, I remember I worked with a guy at the time and I pulled him aside, you know, because I was watching video game videos at work. And I was like, dude, (laughs) look at this for a second. And he's like, why are you watching, you know, football clips? And I'm like, no, that's a video game. Like we were in like beside ourselves that it wasn't real. But you watch that (laughs) same video now and it probably looks like the most fake thing you've ever seen. Right. Right, right. It's yeah. weird how your perception changes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Then there was the PS3. I didn't get it right at launch, but I got it shortly after launch, probably about a month or two after I know launch. it wasn't on Black Friday. It wasn't <laughs> on Black Friday, yeah. Which to this day haunts me. Um because that came out what, like early November of uh two thousand six? Yeah, I believe so. And I want to say I got it like in January of 07. Yeah, we were, we happened to be at uh, Best Buy on Black Friday together uh, with Matt. It was the three of us. And uh, they had PS3s, which was like shocking. Impossible. Yeah, because they were impossible. And I remember all of us grabbed one from the shelf and we were walking around. We're like, we're like holding it. We're like, oh my God, you get it. I mean, it was like $600. Exactly. I eventually just put it back. And obviously, we all did. And we made the right decision yeah. to go to Burger King and buy the Xbox 360 Burger King games instead. 
That was just as <laughs> good. You're right. I mean, Sneak King compared to a PS3? Come on. Yeah, come on. You know, I think that was the first year we did our uh, Thanksgiving uh, Black Friday It run. was, I believe. I think you're right. It was our first Black Friday run, which was, you know, still when it was Friday and not Thursday. Right. Um, boy, you know, and this is going to be the first year since that we're not going to Yeah, do it. I'm certainly not going out. No, I'm not either. Um, so let's see. So, and you know what, guys? I'm home this year, <laughs> and you guys aren't, yeah, going because out. we could we could pry you out of that house, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, PS3A got um shortly after launch. I, I can't remember what I got. I want to say I got Fight Night and Resistance were my first games for PS3. And I, I actually love the Resistance series. I think that's a great series. I wish, which I wish they would revive. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, so that's when I got on PS3, and then PS4. Basically, it's just reiterating what you said about PS4. Yeah, because we all did. The you know, same we we thing. went. Yeah, we all did the mm-hmm. same thing. Uh, the games I got with PS4. Oh, boy, you know, I really have a hard time remembering. Well, um, I know you bought guns. I know I got ghosts. I can't remember. I want to say Madden because I always tend to get Madden or a football Madden, game. That was Madden I, 25, if I'm not mistaken, the one with uh, Adrian Peterson on the cover. Yeah, I think I did. It yeah, was. I think I did get that one, but I, that game was like not memorable. At yeah. all. I didn't think it was all that great. On the, I swear uh, you on bought the Killzone. I did get Killzone. I never got into it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did get Battlefield, maybe not like that day, but like shortly after. Yeah. And Battlefield, I didn't really get into ultimately that much either. Yeah. Um, I think Call of Duty was like the one that I really played a lot. Call of Duty was my my favorite launch, retail yeah. launch game. And, and it would have been Killzone after that. But Call of Duty yeah. is the one I played the most for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That brings us to date. You know, I got to say, I think that the PS4 is the only console that I still own the games I bought at launch. I still have Killzone, Call of Duty, and Battlefield. Oh, I still have one. Let me think now. Let's see. Super Nintendo. Um, I, don't, I don't have my original ones, but I do have those games again. Yeah. The Dreamcast, I absolutely have my original Dreamcast and my original games that I bought that day. Uh, PS2, I absolutely do. Oh, you know, another PS2 launch game I had that I got that day was uh, Tekken Tag. Yep. I did get Tekken Tag. I still have that. Um, I have those. I think I have all the 360 ones. I have the PS. Yeah, I, I have them all. Yeah, I the only launch games I ever kept were the PS4 launch games. Those three games I bought at uh, Soul Calibur. I had oh, you know what? I actually didn't buy Soul Calibur at launch, so that doesn't even count. Um, things like after from like the Dreamcast on, like I kind of made a pact with myself that I would not like unless I hate the game, I would not sell sell a game. Yeah. Or return a game or trade it in because like there were so many instances before that where I'd, I would do that and be like oh, I wish I didn't trade that in now I want it again and so I just kind of made a pact with myself that I would never trade a game in again unless like I hated it yeah and I haven't 
<laughs> well, that's it's great to live by if you can afford to not trade in games. <laughs> I unfortunately cannot. Yeah, well, so, so yeah, that uh, brings us today. So, Raj, how are you? Uh, well, I don't, you know, remember mine as well as you guys do. You guys had much, um, I think, more interesting experiences. Also, while I had a Super Nintendo and an NES and a Dreamcast and whatever, you know, a 64 and, and a PS1, I never had any of them at launch. So I would get them like the typical kid would get it, you know, at someone's birthday or Christmas or whatever it was. So the first, I think, console I bought at launch, if I remember correctly, was I the PS3. I remember getting the PS3 at launch. I was at FY, or was, no, I'm sorry, I was at Info yes. at the time. Um, and I was so excited to get it, and we got the $500 yeah, the one. Um, yeah, the 20 gig. Um, you know, me and the X at the time. I don't even remember what games we got. You know, I'm looking at like the lineup, and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, why don't you tell me?" You got, you got resistance. Okay, that makes sense because I'm looking at this lineup, and I'm like, "Well, resistance you is got probably that, one." Um... There was that Onimusha type of game, but I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, Genji. Yep, Genji. I like Genji and too, yeah. I believe you had one more. Was it Call of Duty, maybe? I didn't have Call of Duty. I've never played Call okay, of Duty then 3. It, maybe you only had the two. That's a possibility. Uh, because I didn't, I'm looking at this lineup, and it's like... Blazing Angels, Call of Duty 3, Genji, Madden 07, Marvel mm-hmm. Ultimate Alliance, uh, Gundam, 2K, NBA 2K7, NHL 2K7, Resistance, Ridge Racer 7, Tiger Woods, Tony Hawk, and Untold Legends. So I probably yeah, only I had, those, only two had games. those two. And I remember coming over and I wanted to play Gundam, but I wasn't, but it was like, you know, you could rent video games at the time, but I couldn't figure out any place that had it to rent. And I certainly wasn't going to buy it just to bring it over and check it out on your PS3. Yeah, um, exactly. So I, yep. But I do remember coming over shortly after you got it and, and you showing me Genji and Resistance. And I remember being really underwhelmed by Resistance, but I thought Genji was kind of cool looking. Um. Yeah, I mean, Resistance to me, I th- so it's funny because Resistance, the first game, it's better looking as the yeah, game goes because it, on. It starts out like um, kind of dark and grimy, and yeah. And it's really not. It's it, the controls aren't great in general, um, but it it becomes a more fun game, especially as you get mm-hmm. more weapons and stuff. Um, and Resistance Two and Three are really good overall. It's a good, um, you know, good uh, franchise. But yeah, those are the two games uh, that I think I got. I also remember coming uh, uh, to you play were... uh, Heavenly Sword. I don't know how long after launch that was, but I remember that was about it, it, Heavenly Sword. I want to say came out in like it was right uh, September of '07, maybe. I mean, I loved the PS3 from God of War to um, uh, Motor Storm and Resistance with um, what's it called? Um, the one you just mm-hmm. mentioned, Heavenly Sword. I mean, PS, PS3 you know, got they, better with time. Yeah, you know, it had some really good games, you know, and it also had some real shitty games like Lair and stuff like that. Oh, so. I remember you were hyped for Lair. Yeah. The Dragon game. I was all about it. Yeah. It the was controls were awful, right? Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, obviously, it eventually had uh, Uncharted, so. 
Yeah, exactly. Dude, you got three Uncharted. Hey, on I eventually bought a PS3 because I wanted to play Yakuza, and Yakuza 3 and 4 were out, and I wanted to play Killzone 2 and 3. And those four games were enough to justify me getting a PS3 then. And, and dude, yeah, absolutely. I don't even know. I, I, I didn't mention Killzone 2, which was um, phenomenal, you know. Uh, is a real, you know, the, again, everything with this system boils down yeah. to that controller. From the sixth ax- axis to the way the yep. controller feels, Killzone would feel better if it had For a better sure. controller. Yep. But fuck, it still looks good. It looks incredible. I've played Killzone 2 recently, and it, aside from yeah, the resolution yeah. being a little bit low, it, it could pass as a PS4 game. Uh, Killzone 2, I still think, is the best one in the series. I like 3 quite a bit, but it I is. think they're neck and neck, honestly. My biggest gripe with Killzone 2 is the ending is a pain in the ass, like to the point where it's not fun. Yeah, but I mean, at least 2 and 3, to me, I enjoyed much more than yeah, Shadowfall. You know what I mean? Um, So, that's my PS5, or PS3, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, and then I think... I got a 360, but I don't you think didn't, I got it. You didn't launch. buy 360 until uh, until you played Graw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and again, Graw, uh, Fight Night, all those games were like really, really pretty at the time. Um, but I did not get a 360 at launch. I never had a. I had an OG Xbox, but I did not buy that at I, launch. Raj, and do you then, remember <laughs> your reason for not getting a 360? <laughs> I assume money as usual, but what? Hang on. Please die. Please die. <laughs> is he choking? Is today the day? I'm go on. I'm gonna need a minute. Go on. So anyway, so um, yeah. I did not get. I think the only other console, honestly, I got at launch was the um, the PS4, which obviously we were all together. So, and I think the games I got for that were. You know, that's not true. I got a Wii at launch. I got an original Wii at launch, and I was very disappointed with that. Terrible system. No, but at the time, it was like I was really coming off of, what was it, the, the GameCube? Yeah. Right? And I liked the GameCube. I liked the 64. Um, so I was really excited, and we popped in. I got Zelda, um, Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. And fuck, man, that was an ugly game. Um, and I've never, it's funny because I've never been into a Zelda game besides the uh, Super Nintendo one. But all the 3D Zeldas, I've never really liked. And I thought, well, this is going to be the one. And um, I remember playing it and it just, I'm like, boy, it, it doesn't look good. Like, it just is, it doesn't look like a, a good Dude, game. Didn't, I did, survived, didn't by the system? way. I'm, I'm here. Oh, that's, that's too bad. <laughs> I would have loved if you had died and we just continued on. I would have. Just step right over. Um, from, I mean, I loved the original Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Especially Super Nintendo. But then I really lost interest in Nintendo for a long time. I never had an N64, I mean, until literally years. I, I was an adult by the time I got N64. <laughs> Which what's so crazy to me about that is you're a wrestling fan, right? Well, yeah, it, and it has the best no, I, wrestling I, I, games. I, I, of, I, I get it, but uh, I I was satisfied with like uh, the SmackDown games, which I thought were pretty good. Um, so I didn't get N sixty four two years later, 
Uh, GameCube, I did eventually get, but again, not until it was like probably halfway through its life cycle after the uh, price drop. Yeah, I remember getting a GameCube um, when they dropped. It was a hundred bucks. They were a hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, and I wanted the um, the Game Boy Advance adapter <clears throat> that yes. you could plug into the bottom yep. of it. Yep, yep. I that was exactly the biggest draw for me getting a GameCube, which I wish I still had that adapter because it's quite valuable. Yeah, it's about a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um. So, I got the GameCube way after, and the Wii. I also got probably about two years after it came out, and that's because I, you couldn't find one anywhere. Right. But like, I just, yeah, but I just I don't like the Wii. It has like a handful of like decent games, but it's I don't know. It's I could never get into the Wii. But the first Nintendo system got me really, really kind of enthusiastic about it again. Is the Switch. Yeah, it's funny that you you're saying that because <clears throat> I bought a Switch at launch and totally didn't even include it in my launch stories. That's how <laughs> yeah, how I didn't little I think of you know Nintendo in general, I guess. But um, I bought the Switch at launch as a family console. That was the deal: <laughs> is that I was yeah. going to get it, and it was for everybody. And I bought one two Switch with it, which my family had a blast with one two Switch. They loved it, played it yeah. constantly. Holy cow! You know what I re- just realized? I did get at launch and just completely forgot. We just completely overlooked the system totally. This is the Wii U? Oh, I didn't get a Wii U at launch. Well, we didn't overlook it. We just t- mentioned the Wii yeah, in general. Uh, so. I actually did get a Wii U at launch <clears throat> because I really wanted um the new Super Mario World that came with it. Okay, yeah, that came out at launch, uh, which I still think is actually a fantastic game. Um, so I did get that, and um, but the Wii U kind of fizzled out, and but I really do enjoy the Switch. I got it probably about a year after launch. Um, so to finish off my segment as Oleg uh, hijacked again, um, I got a PS4 at launch with you guys. I think I got. Uh, Killzone. Looking at this, I know I got Killzone, and I know I got um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag because uh, I remember Taco coming over and being very underwhelmed with Black Flag. You um, got Ghost. And I think I got Ghost. I don't. I I know I got Ghost at some point, so I'm assuming I'm I got it. I'm pretty sure you did because I think we started playing squads on that like right away. Yeah, it, it could have been. I mean, you know, the, the PS4 is my favorite system mm-hmm. of all time, so. Um, but yeah, those are, looking at this list, uh, you know, I, I have, you know, same as you guys, a bunch of games that were from this list, but I did not get them all at launch. Yeah. So I didn't get Battlefield 4 at launch. I didn't get Injustice until later. Um, Lego Marvel Superhero. Knack was free, so we all got that for with a. Well, Injustice plus. ended up being a we all free got one, too. We didn't get Need for Speed at launch, right? We didn't buy it at launch. No, I actually remember the day that we bought it was the day that Maleficent came out in theaters. Okay. (laughs) Because I remember my wife and daughter went to see Maleficent and we, and we played, uh, had a blast. Yep. So yeah. And that's it. That's, you know, we got the the new ones coming up soon. Uh, that's exciting in like three weeks, uh, roughly. So it was, it was fun. It was fun to kind of look back on, you know, down memory lane. Oh, I, I don't know. Like the uh, 360 launch, I still kind of, even though it was 
hellish. It's the one that I like really sticks out in my head though. Yeah, because it was so hellish. But it was all. If you could have just walked in and bought one, it'd be like, eh, where's the story? Yeah, the 360 is the 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 most extreme I ever went to for a a launch. And if I remember correctly, that was also during the week, and I worked the next day too. I definitely did not work the next day. I remember, you know, I did. I went into work late though because I think I I only had like a deposition or something like that that day. I had like one. It was like in the middle of the day. I just went into the office, did it, and like left. So yeah, I remember going to your house that night. The next day after we had gotten the three hundred and sixty and playing Madden with you. Yeah. Uh. Yes. Oh yeah. Mm Hmm. Yeah, Jen was very pregnant at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's when we were neighbors. Yeah, because uh, Lily was only a few months old, and yep. uh, Jen was like eight months pregnant. Which I can't believe to this day. I was able to pull an all-nighter at Target while my wife stayed home with our infant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how I pulled that off. It just goes to show what asshole husbands we are. <laughs> that's why our wives hate us. Maybe. Yeah, that's why you can't do anything now. <laughs> she holds on to that one memory, and she's like, oh, oh, oh. All right, guys, this is going uh, very long, uh, as they always tend to. Um, so we start wrapping it up. Um, I guess we're going to go into our final segment, Brad Gunner Rant. Hey guys, uh, due to some technical difficulties and Brad's shitty dial-up, we lost him, which is good or bad. Um, But So there's not going to be a Brad going to rant section this week, uh, but I'm sure he will be back next week with something to bitch about. He always has something to bitch about. Um, And join us next week for our very first Halloween episode. Um, We will do a top 10 horror movies and horror video game uh, conversation. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, please follow us on Twitter. You can email us at uh, anchor.fm slash watchplayrant and ask us a question. Uh, we encourage any kind of topics or questions uh, we can add to the show. Um, and I just want to say thank you to everybody that uh, tunes in. Um, we really appreciate it, all 14 of you. All right, we will see you guys next week. <laughs>